Welcome back. That was not the spookiest track, but how do you gauge it's a It's the most fitting track? song I, I could think of. It fits the movie well, but also just such hate. I mean, that's a person. That is the the tenor of a person I think could kill people. So that's spooky. I think the song makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense. What? Well, you know, you've heard the phrase, like, don't trust anybody over 30. Over 30. I've always said don't trust anyone under five feet tall. Oh, okay. Interesting. Uh, how's that been working out for you? Fine. My life's going fine. It's going great. Excellent. Okay. Those midgets are ever going to get me. Have you ever gone to like a midget wrestling show? I, no, I wouldn't. Just to see them beat on each other, though? <laughs> but I have to look at them. I don't want to. <laughs> I think you're better than most people because I think people like that free show, and I'm giving you credit. Yeah, here. I don't want to see it at all. Because I don't yeah. want. I don't want them to exist. Okay, never mind. I think it went back to bad. <laughs> anyway, Griff, Halloween. Uh, it's we've passed the halfway point of Halloween. It's already half over. Uh, and you know, if we're gonna do Italian horror, this isn't a giallo. This is just a good old fashioned Italian horror movie. You got to do zombies. Got to do zombies. They're known for zombies, Griff. right? Even demons, we said, was kind of a play on zombies. Yeah. We're getting straight up hard zombies on the rocks. Right. This is all brain eaters today. Yeah. And the the greatest zombie movie of all Italian zombie movie of all time has to be in the movie we're doing today by uh, the noted auteur Andrea Bianchi, aka Frank Druite. Uh, and you know, if we're gonna do a Frank Druite movie, we have to have a resident expert on all things Frank Druite. Also, our resident gintiologist. Straight from Maryland. Where, where, you, where in Maryland are you from, Phil? I will call it Frederick. Frederick. What's what's Frederick. the nearest? Is it near Baltimore? Yeah, it's, it's near Baltimore. It's in between Baltimore and DC. So it's like you choose your football team that you want to watch. Mm. Baltimore. Hopefully, you chose the Giants is, today. Is since you are from around Baltimore, is The Wire the greatest TV show ever? Oh, made? good question. Of course, of course. Blair Witch Project, best movie ever. <laughs> <laughs> I forget. Yeah, that was in Maryland too. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's actually really cool. Uh, Burkittsville is like fifteen minutes from my house. Nice. Wow. Did you go out when you? How old are you, Phil? I'm. I'm thinking like you're. I think I'm a little bit older than you. I'm like. What am I? Forty eight. I was born seventy four. We're the same age. I'm forty eight too. So did you when Blair Witch came out? By the way, this is Phil the Glass. You all know and love <laughs> Phil. When uh, hot off our maniac killer episode. Many killer episode. Uh, so when that Blair Witch shit happened, did you run out in the woods immediately and like yeah. I gotta find this witch? Yeah, yeah, that was. I actually I did get to see that movie um, and a special sneak preview. It actually had premiered at Sundance, and there was all this buzz about it. And then I was able to see it before it was released in the summer of '99, like March. And I thought it was really good, and I loved it. And of course, I hyped it up. And most everybody I recommended it to had to they, they saw it the opening night, and they were like, "This movie sucked." <laughs> oh. I was one of them. I was like, I, yeah. because it was it got hyped up. I bet if I hadn't seen it with all Too the hype, I would have I would have yeah. enjoyed it. Better. Yeah. But yeah, I was so like, were you guys just inundated with just people c- coming to like? They see? still. They still, yeah, they still come out to Burkittsville. I see it on Twitter all the time. The guy that was the producer of that, oh, what's the movie? The Shutter movie is like fifty-five minutes. Um, 
where they're on oh host where they're on i don't know if you guys saw that movie where they're on like uh zoom or whatever no. oh um, i heard about it didn't yeah, he it. came that's it i thought it was good uh he he actually came out took pictures like there, there's nothing out there it's like one of those things <laughs> yeah. that you go there i'm like why would you pay to you know he's from the uk and he came all the way over to burkittsville and i'm kind of like there's no Blair Witch. Like it's completely made up. Like there's nothing. It's just <laughs> it's just Burkittsville. It's a little tiny. There's really nothing there. Ah, it was like, do you it's remember the you remember the movie The Gate from the eighties? Yeah. Yep. yep. That made its debut in Hell, Michigan. Interesting. Hell, Michigan, another city that not worth going to. I've been to Hell and back. It's yeah, lame. It's, right. There's the, nothing worth hinging going on to. the name alone. Bikers yeah. like to stop by there, and that's about it. I mean, literally, it's podunk as fuck. There's like yeah. this one like ice cream shop that you can get like a Hell mug, and I got a Hell oh. mug. I said, been to Hell. Nice. You yeah, have like that mug. Cool. What? The coolest thing is the um, I think the coolest attraction, like horror attraction near me, is, are the Exorcist steps in DC. I think that's actually worth going to see it's 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 pretty cool nice okay i don't i don't like we've had like a big movie shot around here that i can think of transformers were kind of shot yeah. batman had a scene or two shot yeah we uh, had a lot of big but they weren't like set yeah here. exactly yeah. yeah batman would work really well in detroit was it barbarian in here you got like wasn't the whole point of the? Did you guys see Barbarian the new the new movie no. horror movie? There are I oh, no. I know there are a lot of horror, recent horror movies set in Detroit. There's the one I think a blind guy or something. I don't know oh, about yeah. that. And they're trying to like rob him. Yeah. And he lives in Detroit. Oh, interesting. Okay. I don't know if it was. I don't think it was filmed here. But. Oh, lame. I know that movie. It follows was shot a lot in Detroit. Yeah, they did the Redford Theater, didn't they? Weren't they they did Redford Theater. Yeah. That's how I recognize it, because I was like, wait a minute, I've been there? And yeah, Redford Theater. By the way, we're just padding stuff, because this movie is such a waste of time. <laughs> it's so, going to be a quick one. So, Griff, do you, you, you want to let everybody know what horror movies you list, you watch this week? Yes, yes. 31 of Days of Horror. Uh, feel uh, free to chime in on your opinions, yep. Phil. If you feel any, if you feel, because I gave these grades, so you can tell me if I'm wrong or right about them. Uh, any any thoughts you have on them as well, but all right, we're starting out with last week's movie, Demons. Now that the review's out of the way and everything, I'll just go ahead. B, I really enjoyed it. I think it was good. Uh, what? Oh, I can't even remember everything about it, because this week's been too crazy. Your Ground will do today, so we can't talk about that one yet. Hellraiser. I watched this for the second time, but Kayla needed to see it. Okay. And it was the first time with Fresh Is it the, It's the original? Original. Not the not re- this remake. The, not the bitch pinhead. Yeah. This is the real shit. I, yeah. Is that why people are saying it's bad, just because they have I'm sure it's just it? bad because it's bad, but... Yeah. I mean, Phil, I you got to give that one a try? I'm not going to... I was never into Hellraiser. I, I oh. watched the first one, and I, that was enough for me. What 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 took you off that one? What <laughs> it's the Clive Barker too, just weird. Like it's just too. I, I like things grounded in a little bit of reality. Okay. It's just too much. Like I don't like ulterior dimension stuff. I yeah, is that what yeah. Clive Barker's all about? I don't. know. Yeah. Okay. Well, he does. He did. I read a few of his a few of his short stories. So I, I don't have the attention span for a full <laughs> for a full novel or whatever, but. His, his stuff's not bad, but he did do meet, uh, Midnight Meat Train, which was you know, uh, everyone loved. Meatloaf song? That's what that sounds like. He a did Rawhead Rex. Rawhead Rex. 
that's that's a Primus song. <laughs> well, it was a it was a Clive Barker story before. Yeah, I, I don't think it is a Primus song. Anyway, oh, yeah. uh, okay, so I did I did only give that one a B minus. I like I like a lot of the uh, costume and everything in it, but yeah, I could see the alternate dimension things being weird. I just think that the little brother who comes back from the other dimension is just like a skeleton slowly adds on. I don't know. I, I thought that looked pretty cool, but okay. yeah, if you're just looking at that story, it's kind of silly. Uh, the abominable, this is one that Mike was saying people need to watch this on his Plex server. The abominable Dr. Fibes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good one. Classic. Yeah. So much fucking organ. I'm a huge fan of the organ. Love that. You got, uh, Vincent Price in there. I don't watch enough of his movie. Oh, haven't watched enough of his movies. So gave that one a go. B plus the mechanical band was great. Yeah. The yeah. creepy people and like the monkey mask thing. Oh, that was good. Which I forget the uh, the conceit of it. Was it biblical? One of them's like he kills people by the biblical plagues of Egypt or something. Is yes. that that one or is that the second one? No, it, that's that uh, the first one. Okay. Uh, it was yeah. He's leaving like the little Jewish medallions around. I believe they were Jewish. Is it Star David? Uh, no, I I I don't remember. I don't remember I don't all these know. details. I was watch. I watched that movie while I was in the middle of an awful Colorado trip, which we'll hear about later. Uh, next up, The Hidden. Hidden uh, is one of my favorite movies. We got to do that. One. I was gonna say we should do that movie. No, that's not technically a horror movie. Though. I was. I was just gonna say that too. That's actually what I wrote down here. My one. Uh, one. We'll do that in here. December. Uh, but you're gonna be. I don't know if you recognized him back when you saw this last. But one of our favorites is yeah, in I it. know Danny Trejo. No, well, he's in it. He is in it. Uh, who else? Francom Richmond. Oh, is he? I don't he, remember him being. He in makes that. a short fucking spot in there. Okay, I'll have to look for that next viewing. But yeah, I had to give it a C because I didn't think it was really a horror movie. It's not a horror movie at all. It's a science fiction movie. Uh, but it popped up on two different horror lists, so I gave it a go. So you gave it a C. Because Just because it horror. wasn't a horror movie. I think it's a better movie than that. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Kyle MacLachlan is fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. All right. Is that the one with, like, Edo Ross is the guy who's the first hidden? Uh, getting too nerdy. Event. I, I don't think it was Edo Ross, but as a guy who kind of <laughs> looked like him, he okay. had that vibe where it was, like, the balding and... It's just like the guys would get infected by the things, right. and then they would get like super horny and want to murder. Well, they're not getting and steal infected. Cars. It's just the creatures yeah, moving the creature. from body to body, and the creature likes to fuck and drive cars and listen to heavy metal and listen to heavy. Metal. That, that creature rocks. That creature does rock. It's always throwing horns. All right, this next one I caught on TV, and watching movie on TV is the fucking worst because of commercials. Like, I could barely get through some of the movies we do spoiled without commercials. I know, I am spoiled. Yeah. So I watch Halloween 5. I don't even remember. I don't think I've seen that one. Is Donald Pleasance? Like, blend together. They're like the same movie. They really is are. Is Donald Pleasance in that one? Donald Pleasance is in it. And, okay. you know, it didn't fail only because Donald Pleasance was in it. But this is a movie that features Michael Myers driving a car. It could happen. Well, he drove in the first one. He did? Yeah. Remember he's driving in the little station wagon? So so I made that mistake, too, because I saw H2O. And I I did a review talking about how did he drive, because he drives in H2O. And then, you know, of course, some 
Halloween person just corrected me immediately. <laughs> Jeff so Carpenter funny. goes, you fucking yeah. piece of yeah, shit. The question is, is how did he actually learn to drive a car? Because he was a child yeah. in an insane asylum, and then he escaped, and then somehow he stole a car. And it was some kind of therapeutic program where they were... Ate at a diner and in his mask. Like, how did, I don't know how he did anything. Well, didn't they have auto shop at the uh, Saint Asylum? Because he has the he has the, uh, the, the dungarees, the or whatever yeah. the jumpsuit the mechanic. Yeah, coveralls is what we call them in the groundskeeping days. Okay. Uh yeah, but the, I, that's so funny that you bring up the driving, and it's apparently lore because he does it in the first movie. Because I saw him get in the car, and I was like, no, no. This guy has supernatural abilities to just appear in front of people. Why is he driving? And he, there he is, driving a car. Like, yeah. obeying traffic laws and everything. I think that they should make a movie of just Michael Myers' outtakes of him, like, living his life, like, outside of killing people. <laughs> I, like, I would he... watch that because Halloween it Kills, Halloween Ends. I, didn't get, I haven't seen either one of those yet, but... I'm hearing all this disappointment online about it. And I yeah. think that I think it would be really cool to just have like this whole like what does Michael Myers do like in the mean you know, when he's not murdering people? Yeah, does does he wear the mask only when he's killing or does he always wear the mask? Does he take it off when he goes to sleep? Who knows? It's a good question. Maybe he goes out for a jog to keep up with the cardio. I mean, come on. He's gotta be keeping in shape somehow. Uh, so yeah, the drive, the driving thing. I would like to see him in the next uh, uh, Fast and the Furious, though. That'd be sweet. I yeah. think that would be. Cool. I would love to see him in Death Race. Death Race. Oh, he would have been a great racer in Death Race. Yeah, his car is shaped like a knife. Who or would something. his sexy uh, assistant be? Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie. Oh, of course. <laughs> All right. Next up here, we have a uh, modern movie X. Oh yeah. I saw yeah. that in the theater. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, I, I I did like it. I don't watch enough modern movies. I I don't know if I'm just riding the high of seeing like a a modern movie that was basically. Did anybody nice. drive in that one? Huh? Did anybody drive in that one? There, there's cars. Porn in the stars movie, don't know how to drive either. Uh, don't worry. Their uh, like manager drove them. Okay. And then well, when well, the porn star does drive at the end, she drives right into an alligator's mouth. Oh. The same alligator from Woman the movie. Driver. Alligator. Um. So yeah, I, I thought I gave it an A minus, but I wow. might be right in the high of it. It's a modern movie that's like ninety five minutes for a runtime. Wow. You got tits in there. You got you like got that. some shadow dong action happening in there. Shadow they kind of hit all the beats of like eighties action movies that I really enjoy. Kind of like a silly, still like some silly points of the plot and all that. So I really, I really dug it. Yeah, time uh, with. Ty West does that. He's a director of that, and I, I like all of his stuff. I, I feel like his the ending of X was a little short, but oh yeah, I didn't I, say that. I didn't mean to say short. <laughs> we'll get into that. <laughs> short. All right, and one last one that I won't go into too much details because me and Murray already talked about it, but maybe Phil has seen it. Massacre at Central High. Oh, great movie. Classic. Oh my god. It's exactly what's happening right now in society. Those were those were yeah. our crosstown rivals, Pontiac Central. Pontiac Central. Oh. So it was like that too. Oh really? Yeah. 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 Our uh, our dear friend Mike and his Plex server, he actually puts trailers before the movies when you watch it. And so me and Kayla were watching something the one time and the trailer for this movie popped up and we were both like, We gotta fucking see this movie. And I watched it yesterday while I waited at the airport. 
So there's, uh, I'll let you know, Murray, right now, there's this annoying family behind me with kids just peering over my shoulder, and I'm watching this movie with full nudity in it. There's dudes, dogs, butts, tits everywhere. And this kid, I can feel him breathing on me. He lowered his mask, because he was wearing a mask. <laughs> he lowered it to breathe on my ear, and he's like six, seven years old. Uh, he's seen worse. And I'm watching these like full-on... Uh, penetration but just nudity and i was just like i can't wait for the parents to be like oh excuse me sir I'm like tell your kids you're the watching creep watching my- pornography at the <laughs> fucking airport well my dick was out but i had my coat <laughs> had to let it breathe i had to let it breathe uh, the air the airport is so suffocating yeah. you gotta oh, let yeah. your dick breathe right, that's yeah. it that's all the movies i got all right speaking of movies italian horror phil are you a fan of italian horror uh, I love Italian horror. Last year in October, we did 31 Days of Horror, and it was only Giallo's. Oh, Giallo's or Giallo inspired. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan. Yeah, you can see my uh, I have JB Scotch in my uh, avatar. Yeah, we can. Yeah, and they have a big commercial for that in the movie we're gonna do. It's really good. Oh. Yeah, JB Scotch shows up in a lot of Italian movies. Huh. Over, over oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, Kayla was curious. Like, why are the zombies are coming down on you? Why are you getting drunk? But you got to stay loose. You got to keep your less wits about you. What are uh, some of your favorite Italian horror movies, Phil? Well, I mean, <clears throat> this one is besides, yeah, right out there. But Burial Ground is is one of the best. Um, I like a lot of the Lucio Fulci films. So you know, House by the Cemetery, The Beyond. Um, all those you know, zombie his movie zombie which they actually steal a scene from zombie in, in burial ground but yeah Fulci was kind of my big gateway into Italian stuff and then the giallos are just they're always a lot of fun so yeah nice murder rock of course being his greatest movie. <laughs> Fulci Fulci now, murder rock Feels do so they good to be alive did the movies vary enough for it's so fun to watch like all these geo uh like inspired movies or they do they always hit like the same beats, but maybe a little bit different. They kind of blend together a little bit. I think yeah. you know, Fulci did like that, and he did the um, Gates of Hell, uh, the Beyond, and House by the Cemetery is like a, a trio of films. So I think those are his best. But they, you know, some people might get them confused together. But he made some other ones after that, and they're just not as good. So. Um, they just seem to be copies of those movies. Just parts of them are good, but um, yeah, they kind of they do tend to blend together, especially the Giallos, because we were watching those back to back last year, and you're kind of like, you kind of figure out who's going to like who it has to be, right? Um, who the killer has to be at that time. So yeah, they they kind of blend together, but some of them have uh, definitely stand out. I mean, we we watched so many action movies, and they all pretty much hit the same beats. For, depending on the area you're watching in, so it's like you end up noticing the other things about it. So yeah, we've. You know what would have been a great giallo is if uh, Angel Lansbury was like in it. I would have liked. R.I.P. By the way. R.I.P. Um. So uh. All right. So we're giallos, Italian horror, zombie movies. Big part of uh, Italian horror in the eighties was zombie movies. Right off the hot off the heels of Dawn of the Dead, they were like, "Hey, this is making the money. We got to make a copy." Sure, sure. And sure. they just churned them out. Right, and, and of course, zombies can't eat pasta. You know, a nice good red sauce, so they don't bleed red. Right, they're not invited to the dinner table. 
And so as far as like churning them out, this movie is the epitome of churning out a movie to make money. There's a lot of filler, like a recovery. Yeah, I'm, I think we're all in agreement that if you take uh, the great Peter Bark, who plays Michael, out of this movie, this is the most forgettable, shitty fucking <laughs> zombie movie they've ever made. Is that, is that true, Phil? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, I would describe it as uh, there. I don't think there are a lot of fans of the Blind Dead series. I don't know if you guys know heard, heard of that. It's like Spanish horror where the zombies move like a centimeter every like glacial oh, every like every minute. Yeah. They're like they don't go fast at all, and all the victims just sort of crumble and you know die and get eaten. Wathies. Um So without yeah, without Michael, I would just say it's another one of the uh, the Blind Dead series which i which are completely forgettable films oh okay but here's a here's a question though is this the first zombie movie to have intelligent zombies because they use tools in this movie and they can climb shit they can open doors romero's a zombie can't even fucking open a door for christ's sakes yeah, they, they it took them four movies to learn how to do stuff right (laughs) like land of the dead is where they figured out how to actually do stuff Um, oh I don't even. Did you guys see that? Because they they eventually evolved to start. You know, they they learn how to use you know, weapons and things like that. Well, wasn't it supposed to be like they're remembering what they did in the yeah. past? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. I saw it like around the time it came out, and uh, George was kind of hitting us over the head with the social commentary on that one. Yeah, Pittsburgh and America and all that. That's pretty good, but yeah, I think it is the first horror film that I can recall um, where they used weapons. I think people would argue that if you look at the like White Zombie, which is you know from the 1930s, um, they were you know slaves. It was the voodoo zombies. They were right. sort of slaves that used tools and things like that. But yeah, I think in terms of the modern day zombie, they're, per- they're the first ones to use um, weapons. Right. Well, yeah, because White Zombie was. True zombies, yeah. Like really, right. technically, these are ghouls. What we're talking yeah, about, but they got labeled zombies for some reason. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, zombies is just a mishmash. Like if you asked me to define zombie, I wouldn't know what to tell you other than undead thing that wants flesh. That's the best, most precise definition I could give to it, based on how I've been fed zombies over the years. Right. Um. What was it? What was that? What was that? Uh, the, I think we also need to think about just like last week in Demons, we learned that the the smartest people in life are actually the people who learn from the streets, and we have what six educated people in this movie. Are they educated? I don't. Well, they're they're heirs. We don't forget about Professor Ayers. Seven. He a, he's very educated. Yeah. So we got a professor. We have three people who are there to work. With a professor at one point, mustache guy Mark James. James. James is just his girl's all horny for him, and he's busy writing notes about trajectory and turpidity and shit. And she's like, "Focus that turpidity into my vagidity." Okay. I I I stalled for that one. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> you did a zombie move on that one. That was I did. Glacial. I stuttered. Uh, but so they have. No wits about them. They are so bad at functioning around this zombie apocalypse that's happening in front of are them. Are you saying this movie could have used Tony the Pimp from Demons? If this movie had Tony the Pimp, these people would have just been having a fun old fuck fest, and Michael would have been hanging in the yard. Speaking of, can we talk about the midget in the room? 
<laughs> Michael, played by the great Peter Bark. You're like like I said, I I I defer to you, Phil, because you've wrote written what three four books on uh, Frank Drew White at this point. Yeah, I have. Yeah, so I, I yeah, uh, Peter Bark also is his. He's also known as Pietro Barzocchini. Of course, mm. um, he was 26 years old. When what? This movie was filmed. Yeah, I thought he was 55. I thought he was 70. <laughs> no, he's 26. <laughs> he's 55 now. Well, he's probably 65 now. I don't know what. He yes. Is. Yeah. He was uh, tw- playing. I, what? How old was Michael? What do you guys think? I thought he was ten. That was my. What do you think? What do you oh, think? Oh, his he character, puberty, right? His character. No, he didn't hit puberty yet. Well, he did have a comb over. I don't know what's going um, on with that. I feel like he was probably twelve. Twelve. That's yeah. 12. That's what I think. Yeah. Oh, ah, okay. He was on the cusp of oh, junior high. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. He definitely does it. I can say this much. Come on, if we're gonna be putting the clues together here, he's homeschooled. <laughs> Def. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll get into yeah th- their sick relationship later on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if I can say something about Frank Drew White. Yeah. Now we did. Always. Um, we did do uh, his excellent 1987-ish movie. Slash 1981. Yeah. We don't know when so, it was filmed. Yeah, and and as a as a, a bianchiologist, um, yeah, yeah, um, I did research his whole filmography, and then let me tell you a couple things I discovered about this. Guy. Is there a good movie on it? There's a certain theme. Um, the first movie, so they, there's a movie called in 1972. They kind of brought him in as a co-director on a movie called What the Peeper Saw, and this movie is about a 14 year old kid. Who murders his mother so he can bang his stepmother? How was Peter Bark not in this movie? It sounds like a role written for yeah, him. That's a role. No, that the guy's. I mean, he has. If anybody has peepers, it's fucking it was, him. It's, his it's eyes a, are frightening. It's a very twisted, uh, sick thing. So I did. I did watch that the other day to do some more research. Um, and then, <laughs> research, yes. I was doing research. Yeah. Um, so but, basically, what you're saying is Andrea yeah. Bianchi would be the biggest step family porn producer yeah. of right now if he was still alive. Well, that's not it. So the movie before Burial Ground that we're going to talk about, Burial Ground, the Knights of Terror, by the way, the Knights of Terror. Then yeah, the Knicks of Terror. Knicks of Terror. Yeah, they spell it wrong in the movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. Movie I was like, what is happening? Right before it is a movie called Malabimba. Uh, 1979. It was also filmed at this place called the Villa Parisi, which is the castle in that that is in the burial ground. It was uh, it was also this movie Malabimba, which I think translates into Bad Bimba. In Italian. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. yeah, Malabimba. And that story's plot is about a 16 year old girl who's possessed by a sex crazed demon. Oh no. Yeah, and it's like it's actually uh, it's pretty hardcore pornography type stuff oh, going on in this movie. That was the movie right before Burial Ground. So porn, then, yeah, yeah, he's got a porn thought to his brain. Yeah, so I'm like, and I'm thinking there's some sort of. I mean, people, this is like the Villa Parisi is like the Comet Pizza of of, of Italy. That's that's my take. I feel like there's. <laughs> A whole Pizzagate things going on was going on twenty years before twenty five oh years. <laughs> hey, conspiracy. Where was Hillary Clinton existed. in nineteen eighty one? All I'm asking. Uh, All I'm uh, asking. Working in the basement with her emails, probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
We know. Probably in Rome, Italy, Villa Parisi. Hey, the Clintons get around. They were hanging out with yeah. Epstein, just flying all over that jet. I mean, some of the 16-year-olds were probably also in these movies. Jeffrey Epstein probably produced a lot of these movies. He probably did. Follow the money. He probably was saying, there's not enough fucking. Huh. I want yeah. real fucking. How close can that camera get? Are we ready to get into yes, this movie? Get this movie over with? We're, we, we, we're going to stall out on Epstein. <laughs> Thankfully. Yeah. Fuck. All right, everybody. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. If God won't have us, this trailer must. Here's the trailer for Burial Ground, the night of terror. Leslie? Leslie! Leslie! You're hurt! Welcome back. Probably an awful trailer. Italian movie. Music. Yeah. Eh, maybe some shrieks or anything. Music and some screeching. And... Maybe what I'll do is I learned that elks are the most unintimidating creatures in the world, so maybe I'll work in some elk sounds okay. in there. Eh. Eh. That's, that's an elk. Some beach slurping would probably work, too. Be- <laughs> no, There's a lot of beach slurping happening in this movie. Okay. Everyone listened to last week's episode. They know I'm maxed out on listening to you <laughs> fucking working your fully magic into a peach. I am done with it for a good while. If anybody Damn requests it. it, I please kill yourself and never request that. No, we Grizz, Gr- we had to take a break because Griff had to line up a bunch of shots, nine different to drinks. get through this. This is a hard movie to get through. Right, and I need hard liquor. And since we, and not only is it hard for us, it's probably gonna be hard for you. So our, our boy Phil came up with a, a drink you can have. Uh, what is it, Phil? What's the drink for burial ground night of nights of terror? Yeah, I was having a lot of trouble coming up with the perfect pairing for burial ground. So I, there's so many different ideas because this movie is so complex on many different yeah, levels, like a Christopher is. Nolan film. It's really it is. Yeah. You have to watch it like four times to understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so I, I I really couldn't decide. So I got what I got was sort of on the nose a three Floyd's zombie dust uh, pale ale, undead pale ale. It's it, I don't know if you guys have had it. It's uh, three Floyd's is out I think Indiana. It's one of the. It's really a good pale ale, legitimately awesome. Um, and since we did like a beer cocktail, if you remember for Maniac Killer. I do. We did the half wit, so it was two beers. So I said, let's let's do something like that again. So I, I got a, I looked for a really nice uh, beer to do like a black and tan with that pale ale. And mm-hmm. it's a left hand brewing company, 
nitro milk stout in honor of Michael's craving for his mother's milk. So you pour those together like a black and tan. Yes. And that, that's your burial ground cocktail. So I don't have a really good name for it, but if you guys can come up with something. Hmm. The incestual uh, milk. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe yeah, we'll you, think. We we'll, have time. Keep yeah. it in the back of our brains yeah. today. We'll try to think of a good drink name for it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll work on that. We'll workshop it. Yeah. All right. Dead Maiden. The movie Dead opens Maiden. up. Not only did he produce some of Slayer and Danzig and the Beastie Boys' greatest album, Rick Rubin is also an archaeologist. Yes. He looks great. He lost. Well, he hadn't gained all that weight. Right. So we see Professor Rick Rubin in a cave. They got a little hammer and chisel or something yeah he's working through he's finding lots of cool petroglyphs i believe that's what these were <laughs> no idea petroglyphs yeah that's when the images are like carved into shit i thought they were hieroglyphs was... I, I think hieroglyphs are drawn into shit i don't know I, i'll go with it or any I, who knows what the ancient etruscans yeah. were doing yeah i don't know does any of this make sense to you phil Petroglyph? I've never, I've never, I'm just shocked at the word petroglyph. I can't have to look it up. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't know. We'll we talked about right Epstein. Now. Okay. Petro, Petro. <laughs> not pre- pedo. We talked about Epstein pedoglyph. already. Pedoglyph. There's some petroglyphs coming up later on. There's petroglyphs coming up, yeah. but we're talking petroglyphs. Okay. So while he's looking that up, doing his yeah. research. Yeah. So, of course, after you find some sweet-ass petroglyphs, you got to take that information back. you got to store it in your Rick Rubin brain. You're thinking, oh, this is going to make a great track for Dre. And Dre's going to leave him. He doesn't know that yet. So this is, this is what, like how it comes into modern day. He produced Dre stuff? I thought Dre produced his own stuff. I think Dre got to start somewhere. Rick Rubin. I don't think they were on Def Jam. No, really? No. Shit. System Up Down was with Rick Rubin. Okay. Slipknot. Slipknot, well, yeah, of course they were. Uh, I mean, from what I hear, all Rick Rubin does is lays on a couch while they're, like, recording, and he goes, not that. Not that. Like, and then, That's kind of how we my, do this. Episodes. My favorite producer of all time is uh, Lars Ulrich's dad, who was just, like, erase it all. Really? And he was right, because it was, it was St. Anger. And, like, Lars is like, so dead, what do you think? He's like, I suggest you erase it all. Really? Yeah. He, he was the f- original hipster of Metallica. Was just like, no, that's not it. He was right because it was a, that's an awful album. Yeah. So anyway, Rick takes his his uh, discovery. His pect- it, Have you come up with? Is there such yeah, a word as petroglyphs? Yeah, yeah, they, they're dead on. Um, yeah, Griff, you're right. Petroglyphs <laughs> are more than just rock art, picture writing, or an imitation of the natural world. They should not be confused with hieroglyphics which are symbols used did. to represent words mm-hmm. or the thought of ancient Indian graffiti. So I'm looking at pictures. It's like when you see like a cave drawing. Yeah. It's like a cave drawing. Yeah. And he's in it. a cave. So technically it is a cave this drawing. Is it. Yeah. Nailed okay. it. Wow. Griff Wright for the first look, time. Look, look, In the history of the... I... Write this down, people. Episode, I think, 229. <laughs> Griff Wright. I know we joke about how easily we breeze through these things. But look, these movies are hitting thought processes. Yeah. My brain's working. Yeah, we'll be thinking about this movie for years. For go. years. Well, actually, we will be because it's one of those like stubbing my toe. I always remember when I stub my toe. So he has a eureka moment where he like he 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 deciphers the pe- pe- 
pectoral glyphs? Petroglyph. Oh, Petro. Pe- jelly glyphs? Just like how they call gas, petro glyph. Petro. Okay. And so he's got to go back and, and look at some more at the the cave. Yeah, he's got his binder full of women. And All right, here's confusing scene number one of this movie. All right, so he goes back to the cave. Is is he breaking a seal that awakens the zombies, or is he just making so much fucking noise it wakes the zombies? We, up? Yeah, Phil, Phil's gonna have to help you with that one. I got yeah, he, he just wake he just wakes these fuckers up because there's nothing he doesn't really find anything like he found like the first time he found this tablet right and then he said you know in his little when he was studying it that oh this is the secret to everything and then he got so excited he goes back out but he doesn't find anything he's just banging on the on the rocks there's 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 no discovery and then they just showed the tombs opening because they're just pissed off because this guy's so fucking loud yeah i mean the and the petrol petroglyph petro Petroglyph. Yeah, I noticed there was like every British movie with a car, and they go. There was an ancient like eggplant, and then there was some spray, and then there was a peach. Yeah, I didn't know. (laughs) Maybe it was it was shades of things to come later on in the movie. There was also a drooly face, (laughs) and there was a a pile of shit with with a smiley face on (laughs) it. I didn't want to bring that up. I don't want to go that far with it. Yeah, like I just Etruscans got into some weird shit. I thought they got into fun shit until you brought up the shit. Well, that's fun to them. Hey. Let's just go ahead and get this out of the way. Right when I arrived to Denver, I had to know this trip was going to be shit because you have to take a tram to get to your rental car. And as we're getting onto the tram, we're walking up to one of the uh, subway doors and everything, and we're going, it smells awful in here. Look down, piles of shit everywhere. Human shit? Probably animal shit? shit because everybody has a service dog now. Oh my god! Dog shit everywhere. People walking in it, just spreading it all over. It was a nightmare. <laughs> what is going on in Denver? You people live like animals. Animals, animals. It's so much Denver shit. airport. Isn't there like some sort of like urban legend about the <laughs> what Indian burial ground? Yeah, Indian burial ground. It's like Comet Pizza. It was all it the all bison. It was all the, the bison that the fucking pioneers slaughtered to kill off the So Indians. bison are walking inside the... They just got bison. Service right bison? Is that yeah. a thing? And John Elway. Here's the cool part. John Elway <laughs> is on a spinning platform just fucking hurling spirals at people. That's of shit or football? Footballs. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, you have to go down below for the shit. <laughs> okay. That's where it belongs. Wow. that's a, you, had, you were living a horror movie. It was a horror movie. So he wakes up the zombies and he's like, look, I'm your friend. Don't, you know... I could learn so much from you. And they're like, we're not having it. Well, they didn't say anything because they, 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 they're not intelligent enough to talk. He did ask if one of them could play a bass. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then one, it was a zombie flea came out and said, of course I can play bass. Loosen those strings. <laughs> so they start coming out of the sarcophaguses everywhere. They're just zombies everywhere. They just dogpile the guy and just... She was gut. There's pulling guts out. Awful uh, zombies, by the way, in this movie. And one like of them a- was literally a Frankenstein mask with just some <laughs> shit maggots thrown on it. It offended me. Oh, was that okay? With the maggots coming out, I didn't recognize. Uh, did you recognize this mask that Murray's talking about, yeah. Phil? Yeah, there's, oh. it's definitely Boris Karloff, and it's and they put like an eyeball, like they added an eyeball coming out of his head as well on oh. the, the maggots. Yeah, but you can see it, like a sort of square head. It, it looked it's it's ridiculous. It you know what? 
we were talking about the blind, the Spanish movies, the blind dead makes perfect sense because your eyes are like 90% water. That's the first thing that would go if you were a zombie. Why do zombies have fucking eyeballs? Answer me that, Griff. Uh, not all of them did, though. Not all of them did. In this movie, at least. Uh, I did like the ones that did have the eyeball where it was just like hanging out. I like that. I don't know. I just liked it. The, half the budget went to just maggots that they just threw on the faces of these poor actors. Yeah, yeah. I feel bad for them. That was that was awful. Not as bad as us having to watch this movie. All right. So, like I've always said, nobody does inappropriate music insertion like the Italians. This is true. So this is the, the movie's called The Knights of Terror. So how do you start it out? You start off some groovy ass like jazz. jazz. It was fucking good. I would have grooved to this shit. I I was. But it's not it. putting me in the mood for a night of terror. Not it's at a all. Night of of joy, but, excitement. But maybe that's the fun. It's like trying to get you being like loose, like. I mean, if they played this at Demons last week, they'd be like, oh, this is going to be a fun movie, this sweet, jazzy music, and then it goes into the horror. But All right, so we got three couples. I, like, I'm not going to judge. I know this is a swinger thing they're going to do. They're just going to fucking orgy it up. You're going to bring your 10-year-old or 12-year-old kid to this? What's going on with that? Yeah. Phil, what's going on with that? Why would you bring a 10-year-old to a, a, <laughs> to an a orgy. party? That's a great question, but I think well, that'll be answered later <laughs> because we, Michael's into it. I have a theory about Michael, by the way, which I'll get into. He's later. got the mama fog. He does. <laughs> I, mean, I don't want it to be a spoiler, <laughs> but he's got. I think. I think fog. if anyone's listening to this, they know. The, yeah, if yeah, you know yeah. about this movie, you know yeah. exactly what we're hinting at here. So okay, it's it's George's place. Okay, clearly. Evelyn is a single mom. She's just trying to get a guy to pay her bills. Yes. So she's working George. Yes. She's got her drip of a son, her creepy son. And she has got top-tier MILF energy going for right. her. Right. I mean, she's wearing a loose-fitting dress, and somehow her nipples are always hard. Boobs are flopping it. everywhere. Yeah. Th- this is a brawless affair, of course. Right. Well, she knows it's an Eyes Wide Shut party. She knows the deal. Right. You know. She's probably a stripper. I mean, we know that underwear is not even uh, allowed here because in one scene, somebody's like, I found underwear over there. You'll know, you'll know what I'm talking about in a minute. Yeah. yeah. So, so. <laughs> Phil's also disappointed by that. <laughs> well, underwear smells of death. Yes. <laughs> so they arrive at the place, and we got to have the one scene where the guy, she's like, hey, did you call ahead? Uh, I don't like phones. Yeah, they, they drive me crazy. Like the, the modern version would be somebody holding their phone up. I can't get a, a any signal. Th- a signal. Yeah, that's the thing they do nowadays because yeah. you know, we got to have a reason why no one can rescue these idiots. You know what? Maybe this is why I liked X so much. It took place in 1979. Yeah. So you didn't have to deal with. Oh, well, so you're going to see a lot of movies taking place in the past now because it's so easy to find people and, you know, call. Like, you can shit. do really cool shit with that still, but yeah, yeah, it's just always the obvious. Like, I can't hit a signal. Right. Chris Farley hit a signal on Black Sheep. Anyone can hit a signal. Okay, so this is where we first see our hero. I, I'm sorry. I wanted more of, of Michael. I don't know why they kept him hidden. They only gave him a couple scenes. He, your eyes go straight to, him, to his insane eyes. <laughs> He's wearing. A, a red turtleneck, red pants, red shoes, white jacket combo. I think he was wearing what was what was Count Stefano's red shoes. I think he, this is a red shoe diary we're having right now. 
And he is this fury. I can tell this isn't like his father, father. This is like his potential stepdad. That's what Evelyn's telling him, his yeah. mom. Because he's just staring daggers in the back of the head of this ginger fuck George. Yeah, I've seen the Sandlot. But he, he's like, this kid can't even play catch. He doesn't know how to play the football. Like... He doesn't even know how to tuck in a napkin. Like I got so much. His comb over not even that good. Yeah. Oh god, that comb over is great. So they arrive. The help comes out. Kathleen, the maid. Nicholas, the butler. Did we even talk? I know you mentioned there's a couple here. Let's name off the couples though. Well, we have of course Evelyn, Michael's mom, and uh, George, George, who owns this villa. Yeah. Then we have James and his lady Leslie. Okay. And we have Mark. Well, I'm. I think I'm the only guy who's going to get this reference, but he looks like John Gray, who was a guy who wrote a book called "Men Are from Mars and Women Are from Venus." That was like oh my super God, hot in the nineties. All right. So Weasley voice, yeah. like yeah, thinning hair, <laughs> my, everything. My wife yeah. and I talked to her about sex. It was so creepy. Oh my god! I god. thought he, I thought he was here to help the professor. He's here writing men are from Mars, women are from. Well, yeah, he well, he was dictating to James because James got that typewriter constantly. Right. So so James, you can know James loves the wildlife because he has that creeper mustache, that little thin yeah. little John Waters mustache. And, oh, uh, oh, so the thick corduroy guy, that's the men are from Mars guy. Yeah, right? Mark. Oh, okay. Mark. Mark and his his lovely blonde wife, girlfriend, we don't know what the situation is. The, Janet's. Wife. I believe they say yeah, it's, it's wife. A, Occasionally it's the wife, occasionally it's oh, girlfriend. Oh, okay, okay. So, yeah, they're all ready to have a nice sexy weekend with a kid. Right. This is like this is like if The Shining took place in a more populated area with three couples and a weird kid and some maids. Well, there was a weird kid in The Shining, but he was actually a real kid. But he was a real kid. Yeah. 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 I'd love to see Michael Redrum. <laughs> My god. <laughs> I love how, I love how Michael is overdubbed by an obviously a, an old man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Having a little kid voice like <laughs> <laughs> What? They couldn't even while we, hey, while we're talking about dub voice, was the woman who did Evelyn so over the fucking top or what? She was insane. Right. She was just screaming constantly. Evelyn. Uh, what, who is it? Sisyphus? Sisyphus is the boulder. Yeah. Who's the one who was trying to kill his dad to fuck his mom? Oedipus. Oedipus. Yeah. It's an Oedipus tale. <laughs> the tale is oldest time. <laughs> So they arrive, and uh, uh, George asks about. I guess Professor Ayers is a friend. He's just hanging out because this this villa is near the caves. Yes, and they're like, "Hey, have you seen Professor Professor Rubin?" And they're like, "No, no, we haven't seen him." So of course, everybody's just gonna kind of like take their rooms, you know, go back to their places, settle in, and everything. And, you know, James, hard at work in his bed, just like, my God, Mark gave me so much material. I can't Did wait Did you to know the women are from Venus? I, like, it all makes sense. Everything about you is just described right here by Mark, down to your waist size and everything. It's like he's been stealing your, your undies or something. Speaking of undies, we get a nice shot of Leslie. This is where the sleaze comes in. She just happened to find these clothes. Like, are you gonna like? Hey, I found some underwear. I'm gonna put them on. Like, no, you don't. You, is that what? You, is that the 
what you're supposed to do when you find some fucking underwear, some lingerie, put it on. I'm a baby compared to you guys. I mean, you, uh, Phil, help us out here. Do you just walk into a random mansion and say, hey, underwear? All <laughs> their boxers. Then. As long as they're boxers. They don't make that much contact, so they're fine. So she's got a... And you can tell she found it in some trunk because it's those mismatched outfits. She's got like a silver corset on. Like silver and satin. Green. Yeah. And then she's got some sexy like sheer black panties on. And then she's wearing like white go-go boots that she wears throughout the entire movie. Yeah, well, I think she brought those. You're not into the go-go boots? I thought you would be. Yeah, that's that nice, but it's, I just didn't like the combination was off. I don't know. It was something off. <laughs> it was a strange. And she had the stockings out, which I love. But, so then she's a whoring herself out and even she even he even says you're such a fucking whore and i love it <laughs> i mean which the... by the way i've said i've used that phrase i've used that line before it works guys yes Every use time. it you are such a little whore what's the old what's the old phrase we have to treat a whore like a princess and a princess like a whore Okay. I was in the secret, just like thinking out loud about that saying. I was trying so, to rattle it off yeah. in my brain. I just, I'm just so. So rattled. Leslie's clearly a princess. Oh, this makes sense. So they just start fucking, and then there's this. this we all noticed it. There's this bizarre transition where they just like it. Look, it, to us, it's just like a, a scene, like cutting another to another angle. No, next thing we know. We're in the room where Evelyn is fucking George. And I'm I'm watching it going, what happened to James' mustache? I thought it was the same couple. Right. And I think his mustache went to his back because George had some back hair going on there. Oh, my God. So, so well, actually, before before we cut to Evelyn fucking, she checks in. She makes sure. She, she's a good mom. She's a, she doesn't want her, to, her son to see this this hedonism that's going on. So okay, she yeah, yeah. tucks him in super securely. She, like, yeah. you know, locks him in the bed with... You know, Tucks the sheets underneath the mattress. Yeah, she's doing the sheet lock-in. Right. Yeah, just tucks it in super tight, because he is frail. <laughs> yes, he is. And, and <laughs> I think, what, is he a midget or a dwarf? I think he's a, I think he's a dwarf. Uh, I don't know. Okay. I think he's... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to think about Michael anymore because he does such a good job. This movie, the real horror comes from Michael. So, so we get a scene. Everybody knows it. I'm sure I'm going to put the gif up on Twitter. We see him in bed. He's sleeping. He's like, uh, I, I think gifs are supposed to be dead now. I keep seeing that. Everyone's saying that's gifs are going to be they dead. They, they did, which sucks because that's all I tweet. <laughs> Why are gifs going to be dead? I don't know. I don't know the reasoning behind this because no one has made sense. Think about this. It's like are they when, outlawing them? when people report on on this kind of material, they're like our Congress trying to enact anything based on technology. A bunch of eighty year olds being like, "Oh yeah, kids shouldn't be sexting anymore, so we're gonna put a law in place to stop sexting." It's like, what are you gonna do? They're like, "I don't know. We're gonna stop it though." Why do they want to stop gifts? I I I. Th- I don't know. I, I really don't understand it. But what? I, I'm curious because I need to make sure if the gift doesn't exist, I make it for you. It exists. Okay, good. Of course it does. Oh so God. we see him just sleeping, and then all of a sudden the camera just zooms in on this elderly dwarf face, <laughs> and his eyes just oh, bug out. Yes. And we're like, uh oh. Yeah. And, did, and the music is something like this. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love the music in uh, uh, this, this movie. It's, it's it's just weird, like old synth. Like I don't know what was going on. Uh, I, I like that part of it. I gonna, like Michael and I like the music. Yeah, the music was definitely good. It was not full moon. And I'm just gonna go ahead and like let's see, 54 minutes. I'm gonna take what Phil did for us there, and I'm just gonna do a whole peach that medley. <laughs> I thought you were done with it. You just said a half hour ago you were never gonna listen to me slurp at peach ever Murray, again. You don't know where inspiration's gonna strike. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, we we have that weird transition where Evelyn is fucking George, and then the door just bursts open. Yeah, and we're th- I I thought we were still in uh, James and everybody Evelyn's did right. Yeah, yeah, all Italian women look the same. Yeah. yeah, and Kayla said the same thing. She was just like, "Oh my god, is that kid gonna be some kind of weird pervert watching these people fuck?" Well, that would be a little less weird if he's watching a non-related people fucking. But what you're about to tell me is it's more weird. Yes. This whole premise of this movie is more weird. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is like I'm gonna let our guests set the scene up. What happens next, uh, Phil? The door is so as you mentioned, the door just like swings open and you see you see the shadow. I ironically the shadow gets bigger, it gets taller. Yes. yes. It just like grows. Yeah. And it's like the most intense scene ever and George and Evelyn have this look of fear, and they're under the covers. You know, they're they're okay. They're covered up, but George, except for George's back hair. Oh my god! But, and, and, then, and like uh, Murray said, Bill Murray fucking frizzed out <laughs> top hair too. <laughs> He's got he kingpin hair. Yeah. 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 Well, him and Michael do, yeah. <laughs> that's why they get along somewhat. Yeah. But, but yeah. Well, no, that's why that's why they're rivals because yeah. they're like dueling. Yeah, you're right. Oh my god, you're so right. <laughs> yeah. so, so Michael, like, like dramatically sidesteps into the door frame, and he says, "You know, Mama, Mama." <laughs> and Evelyn. Who's fine? Like she's allowed to, you know, she's allowed to have a little fun with George. Yeah, like, and they're right. under the cover. But rather than just staying <laughs> under the cover, she runs buck ass naked over to the fireplace, picks up like her robe, and doesn't even cover herself completely. Right. Just, just scolds him. Like we'll learn that Evelyn is open. She's open to incest only yeah. from the waist up. We'll learn that in this movie. That's yeah. that's a good point. Yeah, I have a hypothesis about about this relationship. I think that Evelyn, maybe she's you know working hard for the money. She needs she's she's she has this. Michael is not her son. Michael is a midget, and this is some sick (laughs) fucking. This is some sick role play game they have. Oh, you okay? Okay. I right. see where you're going here. You're right. taking a minute there to get your thoughts together. But yes. You're saying that Michael is like an Epstein billionaire. And Something his like whole fetish, we've been talking yeah. a lot about shrimping, all that shit. His fetish is to be the baby boy to some... Infantilism, yeah. Yeah, infantilism. Yeah. He doesn't want to do the diaper thing or anything like that. No. He just wants to be like a prepubescent 9, 10, 11, 12-year-old boy who... His mother still coddles him. Yes, this is perfect. It's some and it, it, and somehow that makes it a little less worse, isn't that weird? As sick as that scenario we just put out there, it makes George it better than what we get. Wait, wait, is George part of this? No, George has no idea. Yeah, oh my George god! I think everybody 
recognizes this is a grown man, but they're not going to say anything because it's just weird. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think Michael is really a grown man in this movie. And it's just some sick role playing that they do. The, okay. This and maybe is... she sees it sick. That's why she's trying to get George and get away from Michael. Mm. And Michael is he's feeling that energy. That's why he's so jealous of George. Yeah. I think. Look, I, I didn't give Evelyn enough credit because she is a master of her craft. She clearly is definitely being paid. She's on the pay of Michael. Right. And she was like, I bet this guy would go crazy to see me fucking these older kingpin-looking motherfuckers. And it's Red-headed working. kingpin-looking motherfuckers. Yeah. yeah. And so she, her whole job is basically to drive him sexually crazy. Yeah, because Michael and, is probably impotent, too. Michael's definitely impotent. Because he's got to be at least 75. I mean, it looks like... <laughs> Based on his uh, clothing collection, he's 75, at least. Does this make any sense to you, Phil? Do you finally get it? Well, it makes sense because that's why she would have run over naked to tease him. Like, like, his mom, she would have just stayed under the covers. Like, she ran over there to give him a little bit extra, just to frustrate him even more. And the the Oh, go on, Phil. Yeah, I've okay. never heard the theory. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't worry. We made it up on the spot. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I love the fact that, yes, she does run over. And Kayla's like, finally, good. Clothe that bitch. Like, don't be naked in front of your son like that. She's got a full-length mink coat robe going on here. But she only covers yeah. right. her, her, her under region, her vagina Another region. Regions, yeah. Leaves those tits, those big old swangers, just li- out there for her son, who is obsessed with her tits. Because that's all he can get. Like I said, the relationship is above the waist. Yeah. 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 She doesn't pay her enough to go below the waist. Oh, no. He pays her enough. She's just really fucking good at her job. Okay. So, well, we're learning something about Evelyn. This yeah. Good. Yeah. This yeah, this new. movie. This definitely this Speaking of people that ain't getting any pussy. Cold Waters. Mark. Indeed. Mark's he's out in the outskirts of Mars because Janet ain't fucking him because she's had a nightmare, guys, and it was about a night of terror. Zombies. She had a premonition, if you will. And she and like Mark is like, what the fuck? I took you out. I thought we were gonna like we were gonna by this time I thought we were gonna switch partners, you know, and I'd be fucking Evelyn right now, and now you're like being a cold fish. Right. This is not acceptable. I had so many oysters tonight. They just kept serving them up. My dick is hard. I'm ready to screw. No action from you. That was... I I think I rhymed that, too. My dick is hard. I'm ready to screw. The action is you. That's a beautiful poem. You can write, put that in a Valentine card. I'm going to be the next Bukowski. <laughs> so, all right. So, uh, one couple ain't getting any fucking... Getting laid. And it's from Janet and Mark. Damn it, Janet! I, I'll point out, I just want to make this very clear as a corduroy wearer. He pops on those corduroys later, and that girl cannot get enough of him. That's how it works with corduroy. The friction that happens between your junk there with corduroy drives women insane. What, you, what is it? Is it the sight of the thick cords, or is it just that noise the cords make while you walk? Is that you it? know what? It's got to be the noise, I think, because it works on such a subliminal level. Okay. Yeah. It's the friction. It's, it's got to be. It warms things up. 
Exactly. Yeah. It get, it get, it gets everything super warm in there. There's no shrinkage happening. There's always hot action happening. In your Starting a fire in your pants. As a person who's worn corduroy since seventh grade, I hate saying that. That's why you're always having wet dreams. That's you're always, just working that's yourself always, up. Always, why I'm having wet dreams. We cut back. Hey, remember this is a zombie movie, so we cut back to the tomb. The zombies are get. I, I, apparently, they've. Eat, this is one of my other gripes I have with zombie movies in that they're so hungry. They're just so they starved. And then when they get somebody, they just nibble them a little, and then they just, like, leave them? What's up with that? Does it, what is that? Why does that happen? Nobody. Anybody. Anybody. I don't, anybody? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I got no answer for that either. I don't have 48 years worth of wisdom on zombie <laughs> movies, though, because it's always fucking frustrating. It's like they come in... They take one bite out of the brain. They're like, you know what? I've had enough. I don't like this brain. I want another brain. You know what? Right, they're real picky eaters, these zombies. Murray, I didn't even get to this, and I'm only going to tease it because we got to talk about this some other time. I had a sandwich, and I loved it. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's a big thing for Griff to say because he hates sandwiches. I've always said sandwiches are the ideal meal. It's got all the four basic food groups in one thing between two slices of bread. Yeah, but that's me. So we're getting our long, drawn-out shot of the zombies ascending. Yes, every shot. This is an 85, 87-minute movie, and they still have long, drawn-out Lingering. Does it have to? Does it have to? Um, But I did notice one zombie. I didn't think, I didn't know if I went straight to Frankenstein, but I did see one zombie, and I said, Peter Boyle? (laughs) Peter Boyle. Young Frankenstein? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's actually a website, I think, that, that actually names all the zombies. Like, there's one named Milton. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and it actually fits really well. They do a good job. Nice. All right, so next night, uh, I think Mark's got, like, ice on his blue balls. He's fucking furious. They're having a nice little breakfast, brunch. I don't know. That fucking little prick, Michael, he's just pissed off. He's like, what are we going to do, sit around this fucking house all day? I want to go see the nature. I want to go see the elks. And they're just like, shut up, Michael. <laughs> we, see, we get a nice shot, that zoom in on the JB sketch. The guy literally walks into the fucking frame with it on a fucking tray. I, I've never bought a bottle of JB Scotch. Phil, know. did you immediately go out and buy some JB Scotch? Oh, I have like five of them. <laughs> oh, you just keep five on hand. Yeah, I, I have JB. I love JB. It's because it's it's probably the best actor in this whole movie is the JB Scotch. <laughs> yeah. It's a man. It's a great scene. It's it should be like it should, everybody should see this movie just to see how prominent JB is is displayed. But you know, you've seen it. Remember in remember in uh, the thing. JB yeah. is a prominent role in the thing. That's, that's yeah. outside the Italian market. Yeah. JB big in movies. Yeah. My new magnet up there? My thing magnet? It's a VHS tape, bottom oh, left wow. by the handle. Yeah. Yeah, that, that uh thing movie poster you gave me for like Christmas one year, he's holding a J and B bottle of scotch. Oh he was. Yeah. Shit, man. That was such a cool fucking thing I happened on because I went out to Grand Rapids area. Wow. And yeah, they had all those cool movie prints. I was like, Tim Murray's gonna love that. And I do, hanging proudly in my bedroom. Excellent. So, all right. So then we get a little, if you could call it, backstory about these zombies, because we learned that Professor Ayers is studying the ancient Etruscans, which I don't even know anything about. What? 
Anybody know about what the Entruscans were? You, you, yeah, you're barely a font of knowledge now, Griff. <laughs> you know? It's uh, written. It's actually it's spelled out on all the pent, the pentagraphs. Petroglyphs. 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 Well, I believe uh, what we're talking about here is kind of like how Gandalf came down from the skies and he's an aster. He's like a god from another world that just happened on Middle Earth. And, you know, he came in around the Third Age, but of course he's already in the Power of the Rings, even though it's in like, Gandalf the is an Etruscan? Age. What are you talking about? Huh? Gandalf is an Etruscan? No, 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 he's an aster. But I'm saying it's like that, where they just. Magic their way onto onto this. Yes. Earth. Well, they yeah they had magical practices which are connected with the survival of the dead. Yeah, of and course. that's all the backstory we get. Just that line gets thrown out there. Yeah, I mean, we need to think more about how we're going to extend ourselves. Like the white race is dying off. We need to be worried about that. We need to go ahead and work on a serum that we can inject into ourselves. So when we're dead, we can resurrect again. So just so other populations can't take over America. As soon as Janet hears about these magical dead stuff, she's like, every white broad's got to talk about her fucking dream again. She's like, oh, this reminds, this reminds me of my horoscope. Like, we don't want to hear it, Janet. Shut up. Everybody, yeah. And, this is just like with Murder Rock. They're just going crazy about the fucking... Guys, you already listened to Murder Rock, so I can spoil it already. The bitch who was complaining about, oh, I had a dream about this guy who was the killer, and she was the killer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty much same same thing happening here. So Mark, who still has to nurse in those blue balls, he's like, "Shut the fuck up, Janet. Out of the house. I'm at least going to take sexy pictures of you." And she's like, "All right, I'll let you have that." <laughs> so they walk out. James is like, "Hey, I got to finish up that the sequel to Men Are from Mars, Women Are from Venus. So I'll be outside my typewriter." Hold on, I got a softball question for Phil here. What kind of camera, what kind of film, what kind of speed were they using there? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I will say that I always thought, not to answer your question, but to divert. It's okay. It's the time of, uh, what is it, what are they called? Debates. So you can just go ahead and not answer the question. I always always imagined that James was, like, writing Penthouse Forum. (laughs) That, I think you're absolutely right, dude. He was kind of like, because he's one of those guys who actually believe they're for real. So he's like, when he heard that George was going to invite him to like some fuck like party, he's like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, am I going to have my penthouse for a moment? So he brought his typewriter there just so he could write it up. And then he, he got the cold fucking hard truth that they're made up stories. So now James is going to make up a story. So I think you're absolutely right on that, Phil. He makes his living off. Writing, <laughs> somebody's like, got to do like, it like 24 lira <laughs> this is <laughs> back in the day when you it. could make a living doing that kind of yeah. thing so, so he's yeah. like i never thought that this would happen to me <laughs> mama mia my likes my turn-ons and my turn-offs so and george is like hey i'll show you some of the etruscan like relics that professor Ayers i have in my basement so evelyn's like she's like she's working this new she's got a new pigeon she's working so she's like oh yeah i'd love to see those and then michael's like, mama I want to see the Etruscans too. So, so they go down to the basement. George's like, "Hey, we're, we got all this like these like rare finds. Want to start shooting a gun around?" This was such a fucking weird scene because it it's like close up on Michael in the background, just like touching on shit, and it slowly comes into focus. And you see that, yeah, everyone's got a gun in her hand. Mark's or not Mark. Uh, George is helping her keep the gun steady. She is three inches away from a bust. 
yeah. three inches. And she's trying to shoot it in the head. And she misses. Yeah, and he just goes, oh, silly woman. You know, you shouldn't be shooting a gun. Women shouldn't be doing a lot of things in this movie. Walking, running, pacing. Talking. Talking. Not getting Shutting naked. shutters. Shutting shutters, not getting naked, um, uh, not whipping their breasts out. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of things. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, then we get another shot of the zombies just wandering aimlessly around the, the, the grounds of this uh, villa. We see Mark taking pictures of Janet. Beautiful waterfowl Bordeaux shots going nuts here. Just... Getting her in the mood, just telling her, you're the sexiest woman on earth. This is fucking amazing. Yeah, kick your leg up there. And we pointed out that Janet is probably the most useless character in this movie, so she immediately trips. There's not even a zombie to be seen, and she trips. Yeah, she's trying to give the audience a clue in here that for some reason, the earth, and I asked Kayla, I was like, isn't this just a normal thing women experience? And Kayla said, yes, this is a normal thing women experience. When you just try to move faster than a walking pace, you just fall over. They're clumsy. Because that's how God made us. Women can't run. They can't sprint. They can't jump. They can work a kitchen. Because they're from Venus, Griff. They're not because from Because they're from Venus, which is what Mark told us. Did I get that one right? Yeah. Okay, good. Mark. So he he picks her up and, it's, and she's like, I should get paid for this. Well, don't worry, you're getting a raise, all right. But it's not money. And then they just scamper off. You see that, that, that he's talking. Hold on, Phil will explain that for us because I didn't get the joke. Yeah, it was something to do with his loins. It was like well, where his corduroy was meeting his his uh, his loins. Yeah, corduroy yeah. meeting the loins. Yeah, it was, it was getting a rise. You don't need a woman when you got a pair of corduroys. Yeah. Corduroys can get you off just running. I, yeah. I, well, I just, yeah. I, Mark, Mark is something else. That guy could, that guy was all talk. You know, nothing was happening in between there. I mean, we haven't discovered these, like, really uh, unearthed anything about these characters at all. If you would like to go on a brand about Mark, I mean. <laughs> Give us a background love, here. Well, so one thing about Italian movies that I love is that the voice actors are all the same. I think there's like six total <laughs> to the voice acting. So Mark's voice, you'll is if you watch these movies, you'll hear it and you'll be like, "That's I've I've heard that before." It's a, a voice actor named Ted Russoff, and he did a ton of these movies, and his voice is so like. It's like molasses. It's just it sounds so like like smooth. It's awesome. I love Ted Rusoff. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no idea. Yeah. You you, I know. I mean, I know what you're talking about because the Shaw Brothers is the same thing. There's like five people yeah, that do every five. voice for Shaw Brother movies. Yeah. Like yeah, Murray Ted might Rusoff know if you give him an example. <laughs> so, uh, um, back inside the help. This is never explained why this is happening. The chandelier, they got these cheap chandeliers with like like bulbs and they're going on and off. And that's freaking Kathleen the maid out. And then they just start bursting. And that's it. They never go back to this. Like is 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 it symbolizing that the electricity is going up because later on they're using candles? I don't know. Is yeah, that what Nicholas so? is freaking out? They're just sort of standing shoulder to shoulder like watching the chandelier bulbs explode. And 
But Nicholas does say something later. I think he's like, oh, and all he explains, there's this phenomena with the electricity ex- going out or whatever. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I love this scene because it was such weird filler. Because it was just, I'm going, oh, and then light bulbs exploding in a different shot completely. <gasps> More light bulbs. <laughs> it was good. It's like they're watching a tennis match. Like they're like looking in the same direction. Like obviously the director is holding their finger up or some shit. Phil might have just got the best joke of the day in there. That was that was a tennis fucking match. That was good. I like that one. Well, speaking of love, oh Murray, I didn't know you knew tennis at all. Hey, do you do you know what they call it when you forty o a guy? Cornhole. I don't know. Bagels. Oh. Cut to James furiously writing his penthouse letter. He's angry. He's like, I thought I was going to be doing this last night. And then Leslie pops up. Hey, we can still do that. And they just start making out on the lawn. She's got her white go-go boots on and everything. Right. She is like, I see you working that pencil real hard. How about you work my clit as fucking hard wow, right grip. fucking wow. now? Yeah, really graphic. Okay, I so can't... who is the best... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no please, Phil. No, please. Like, who's the best character in this movie besides Michael? I, I'm, I'm, I'm going for Leslie because I like her. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, she was hot and she was all up for anything, you know? Yeah. She was your Playboy she, playmate? Yeah, she would. I mean, she she would wear like lingerie. She never, she didn't know if it's clean. She's like, right. I'll put it on. Think about that while I talk about my favorite character. What would her turn-ons and turn-offs be? Think about that. <laughs> I'll think about my favorite character here for a minute. Because there's so much to consider here. There's Mark who wears corduroy. And I love corduroy. But he's also a dweeb. And I don't like to think of myself as a dweeb. But I love wearing corduroy. And then there's James. James got a mustache. And I like to use a mustache. But James is also kind of creepy. I don't know. There's something about James I didn't feel comfortable with. And then there's George, and George just sucks. So definitely don't want to <laughs> be a did George. He, did he borrow, or uh, more likely steal, Michael's red turtleneck? Because he's wearing a red turtleneck yeah. in this oh, scene. He totally is did. Is that an alpha dog move? He totally did. He is such a fucking cuck. Everything about Evelyn's game is working. You know what? That's it. Evelyn is my second favorite character <laughs> besides Michael. Because they're, they're a great that, pair. That whole thing is so interesting. <laughs> Their whole backstory is so interesting because we've already unearthed that. Like, <laughs> we created, yeah. yeah. We have unearthed <laughs> that in this I love story. that because it's zombies coming up from the ground, Griff. I know, Murray. I'm wow. trying to make sure you get on the right <laughs> level ground here. Uh, but yeah, no, Evelyn's my favorite because it's just like she is so into the hustle that we don't even realize she's in the hustle. And that is good. I like Evelyn. She is my second favorite character. Okay. What might be what's her name's Leslie? Well obviously you're turning out their white go go boats. <laughs> J and B Scotch. Yes. Turnoffs are uh dwarfs pretending to be made. Why did you shuffle your paper like you wrote that down? <laughs> dwarfs pretending to be children. That's a turnoff. And yeah. maggots. Because we get a lot of maggots coming up there. We see the zombies that are buried in like two inches of growth. Where where these zombies why are their bodies buried on the, the? Why is there a sarcophagus at the in the garden of this place? Is what I, I, yeah. I know. It's a, a person. It's a Etruscan yeah. thing. 
Yeah, it's an Etruscan thing. Oh. oh, okay. Never mind. Mark is finally getting that. He, he taking pictures of. That's how he get Janet gets in the mood. So she's finally ready to fuck. So they're making out on the lawn as well. <laughs> get that water fountain flowing in the background. It just make. It's either gonna make you have to pee, or it's gonna make you want to fuck. So now we cut back to the basement with uh, Georgia, Evelyn, and Michael. Michael has a pair of his mom's underwear, and he's just sniffing away at it. His mom, in, in quotation marks, by the way. Jesus Christ. And he goes, Mama, this smells of death. And then he wants, because you notice he always loves to put his head against her bosom. And, yes. you know, that's, a, that's and like, that was his way to get George out. He, he, he saw George was kind of like, she's like, in. she was like, when, when she's like, I like a man who knows how to kill somebody with a gun, you know? Remember the combat that's happening here. We got Oedipus happening here, right in live <laughs> front of us in this movie. We got the kid trying to move on on the fucking dad's territory. Not his biological dad, by the way, because of course, this is. What's his name? The director who loves the incestual porn kind of shit. Yeah, Frank Drew White. Yeah, Frank Drew White. Yeah, Frank Drew White. Zombies are coming. I maybe is it is it people fucking that make the zombies rise up from the dead? Is that what it is? It might be. We always talk about how uh, horror movies are based on horny teenagers trying to fuck, and he's a preteen, so maybe that's why these zombies are a little slower to the action. Because they're like, we're not used to preteens being like fucking this weird and horny. So, okay, the zombies are out. Uh, they they slowly approach Mark. Cause they're, they're respectful. They're like, because the zombie's like, I've been there. I'm going to let Mark at least get the second base before yeah. I attack. So he's just kind of just watching, uh, laying back. Phil, how does this rank up with all the Giala films? Like, is this like an intense scene or is this just, why... This is another scene to get the movie to be longer. It takes this guy forever to get to the to get to them making out on the, the lawn. Um, it's it's much longer than most giallos, I would say. It's just definitely trying to stretch out. You could probably fit this movie into about twenty five minutes without probably. the stalking. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that that is really. It takes way too long. What do you feel about the symbolism of the gun in this scene? I mean, is it trying to say that George or Michael is taking George's manhood away from him when he comes in and puts the gun down and nestles up to Evelyn's bosom? Yeah, I think that's actually in Frank Drew White's autobiography. He goes into this in, yeah. in a lot of detail. Yeah, absolutely. well, you wrote it, so what are you talking about? Yeah, right. I like. I he's so modest. Yeah, I think it's in the. His autobiography. Yeah, right. we, know, Auto. we, know, we know you ghost wrote it. Don't He's worry. so worried about taking up our whole show of just talking about Frank Drew White, like how he sees film and everything, that he's just, yeah, that might have been how it's all. So, yeah, the, the zombie's taking forever to get to. He finally grabs Janet's ankle. There's a lot of ankle with Janet. A lot of ankle shit. You can't do that to a quarterback nowadays. That's a flag. So, you yeah. know, take it easy, zombies. And then Mark goes, it's not human. It's a walking corpse. And they slowly get up. And they slowly walk about five feet away from the zombie and stare at it. <laughs> Which gives another zombie enough time to get behind uh, Mark. Oh, Mark. And then I think like he knocks Janet down or some shit. Janet's always falling all the time. Oh, you're talking about outside. Yeah. yeah. It's such a weird scene. All the outside scenes. I mean, 
are they not the weirdest scenes? Because they're they're just like slow, and zombies are slowly popping up. How many doors are in these these buildings? Because the zombies pop up in all these different areas. Because we cut back to the basement, and then the zombies start stumbling into the room, and then George, he's a noob, he's never seen a Night of Living Dead, so he just starts shooting him in the stomach for some reason. And like gray water pours out of them, and then and then like I think like Michael does Michael like just push George into the zombies, and then Mealy huddles up with his, against his mom's bosom again, and they just like leave, and we see George just get like disemboweled. Yeah, George saying? just gets surrounded and doesn't really fight back. Like he, what? after he starts shooting them, and then the water comes out of him in slow motion. He's just like completely like just folds, and that I guess the zombies are going after the George because he's got a gun, and that gives you know Michael and um, Evelyn a chance to escape. So now. Are you a slow zombie guy or a, f- a fast zombie guy? I mean, technically, I think I'm a slow zombie guy because I agree with Tom Savini when he says you couldn't move that fast if you were dead. But uh, I did like the new Dawn of the Dead. That was I thought that yeah. was good. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I thought that was. But good. that's the whole thing. It's like he could literally just push these zombies away anytime he wanted. It's like it's not scary when you know you can just literally just step out of their way. And I think there's some symbolism there about the whole idea that we can't even take care of a very simple issue of, of, of fighting back against like ultra slow zombies. Okay. There's some symbolism. There's there. some really deep George yeah, Romero deep. Po- about political comments, like social commentary about zombies being slow. So, yeah, so uh, uh, Evelyn's like, shit, I've been working this guy for the past two months, you know, and then she's just, well, you know, got time to move on. So we see, yeah, we just see guts like. I feel bad for these actors who got to play the zombies. Do you do you think they're biting into real like? Obviously, they just got guts from like a butcher shop or something. Are they biting into real body parts? They are. Yeah, they're, they're biting. They're, they're it's like pig entrails is usually what this stuff is, right? Yeah. And the the thing about the the special effects is apparently Giannetto, you know, Giannetto De Rossi is like one of the great Italian. He's like the Savini of the Italian horror movies. Like he did a lot of this. He was actually the guy that did the effects on this, but I I don't think he did yeah, anything. But yeah, I think. They actually, if you look at the credits, the masks are done by somebody else. I think he was just there for like a day. To like ship in the pig entrails and <laughs> drop them off. So I'm, yeah, the I'm actors. Here. I think they definitely put their mouths on that stuff. That's yeah. that's intense. That's... I mean, a lot of the shots definitely were behind the head, so you can see how close yeah. it was getting to well, the mouth. Like, this guy's like biting on a liver or some shit. I give them credit even for that much because no way I would never get that fucking close. I, Not it's... for this movie, that's for sure. Not for. Mm... I would have to be getting a six-figure payday or something in order to get my mouth that close. Man, Phil, how much money do you need to put some organs near your face? Twelve dollars. <laughs> twelve? At least twelve. Is Maybe that how much JB costs? Because you could probably get some JB out of the deal. JB's about eighteen bucks. JB's eighteen dollars. Okay. 18 bucks. Oh, uh, today not with inflation. Probably twenty-six dollars. Twenty. Yeah. 
or a couple different uh, live animal organs in your face. Okay, so I, I work cheap. That. <laughs> I mean, I did. This. I mean, I, I'm doing this show for you know two hundred bucks. Well, come on, two hundred bucks and a sticker or two. We're gonna hook you up, you know. The old sticker, not. I mean, we're not gonna design anything new and make sure you get part of the cutting edge here. We're just gonna, we're gonna give you the old shit. Classic. We have laying around. Classic. The stamp is actually peeled off other envelopes that people send us whispers in too. We steam them off, mm. and that gets rid of the, like the ink they use to make sure the stamp doesn't get used again. We're running a tight budget over here. Every single cent that gets sent our way goes straight into the Laserdisc vault. Hey. That's how we have to keep Classy. it. Classy. Yeah. I'm okay. not going to lie. Murray Hello. wandered off, and I don't know where he left We're off in the good. movie. Yeah, where Murray... Oh, I, I know where we are. Murray's checking in on the Buffalo game. He's taking a <laughs> like, <what>? here. <laughs> like it's like the you biggest thing of the year. Yeah, yeah, we don't. You don't understand. Like this, this fucking podcast. This is more like a Thanksgiving meetup. Like families are just moving around, eating turkey, wandering off, watching the football game. What's the score? What is the seventeen score? to sixteen Buffalo? Oh. Yeah. Oh, actually, seventeen seventeen. Oh, scored an extra point. They got the extra point. All right, get back to this fucking movie. <laughs> We see a sarcophagus open. We see a zombie pop out of it. They're surround. They're slowly surrounding our our sex couples, and uh, there happens to be a pitchfork. I think lying on the ground. James grabs it. You just got another pitchfork, you know. Well, before that happens, yeah, there's one important thing that happens right before that scene. Is oh, apparently no. there's a bear problem in this area. Oh, okay. Phil, you don't have to tease us. You can just take over. This is your episode, sir. So, please. I mean, after James, so James and Leslie see the zombies rising, and James is like, you know, it's some kind of a joke, you know, and they're running, and they go, let's go to the castle. So, I feel like James and Leslie are probably the smartest couple. But then we see the losers, you know, Janet and Mark, they're running through the garden. I mean, just like where anybody would walk. And Janet or just runs right into a bear trap, just snaps her ankle right there. Right. So, yeah, I'm not sure they have a bear problem or a zombie problem. Maybe Professor Ayers. How about a zombie bear problem? How about that? Zombie bear. This is a really interesting thing to bring up. Why did the professor have bear traps spread outside of his state? Something to do with the petrographs. Gotta be the Petrograph. It said, "Beware, beware the bear." Is what it said. Beware the bear. Uh, by the way, no, this is a very weak bear trap because all it does is bruise her ankle, but she is yeah. milking it okay. for all it's worth. Such a loser. Um, speaking of losers, Mark, who apparently <laughs> has like the fra- about Michael being frail, he's like, Ugh. he keeps opening it and shutting it back on her ankle yeah. repeatedly. Kayla is like a outdoor environmental teacher and everything. And she's like, there's a fucking, there's a, there's a, there's a safety. Hit the fucking safe. There's like, no, 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 no. Zombie apocalypse bear trap. There's no safety. Cause I have to make this movie make sense to me in order to do this show. Cause you know, we got to come here and make sense of the movie for the people. Right. So why is Mark a book smart motherfucker? 
trying to open the bear trap by the hardest mechanism possible. Well, you'd, first of all, I wouldn't want to put my fingers into it yeah. anyway. Right. So yeah. you're trying to say that book smarts doesn't make you all that smarts. We, what, we've, what we've learned from uh, Halloween is street smarts are where it's at. Don't read books, people. They're for nerds. Tony the Pimp is the greatest, like the shining beacon of street smarts. Right. That we've learned this month. Because street life's the only you, life he knows. You look like you afraid of breaking. <laughs> exactly. Yes, exactly. That's what that's what James said when he showed up to help <laughs> that loser Mark. <laughs> yeah, because Mark grabs a pitchfork and he's like, eh, eh. So eh, like clumsily. Lightly poking at the zombie. It's a zombie. You can go crazy on it. I know. This is like the moment where you're like, everybody who made fun of me for corduroy. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. Right, you can just let all your nerd rage out on this zombie? Exactly. No. No. So, thankfully, I guess what p- passes for a man in this movie, James and, and Leslie, of all people, they both grab rocks, and they just bash these awful paper machine, like plaster heads they made of zombies, and they yeah. break them. And... Oh, Phil, paper mache zombie heads? <laughs> Is that a giallo feature? Like, how, how, was, how uh, that, that guy you mentioned, was he known for his great plaster zombie heads? Oh my god, it's beautiful! Like they, you, they have like this weird hair on them, which makes it that much more disgusting. Like that's kind of like like glued onto the paper mache, <laughs> and it's really kind of uh, creepy and gross. But uh, this is why I like Leslie because Leslie's the first one to to actually hit him in the head with a big rock. Like Mark just poked a rake at a zombie and then the zombie got like all sped up and like threw it aside like yeah so yeah this is this just shows why i think james and leslie are probably the best couple as in terms of zombie survival right uh, interesting and james is like let me show you how to open a bear trap noob done in 10 seconds this guy has been in a bear trap before or has had previous girlfriends trapped. Because one thing I learned from this movie, which, I mean, I've already know this. I'm all of 35 years of it. 35? 2022? 20, 35 years of age. Women just fall. Gravity hits them differently. That's why you can't do anything athletic. Because the gravity them. on Venus is not as strong. That's it. Venus. It all comes yeah. back to Venus. And so, of course, there's also no bears on Venus. So they don't recognize a bear trap. They just step right in. Think it's going to, like, fucking, I don't know, suck their toes. Some some shrimp fuck thing. And, of course, Janet's got to make it all about herself. This is like my nightmare I was talking about, remember? And they're like, we bitch, we don't have time for this. How did she go calm for the moment to explain, hey, this is like my nightmare? And then the rest of the time she's shrieking out. And they're like, let's get to the cars. That's the first smart thing these people have ever said in this ever. movie. Ever. Rush to it. I, you know, I want to point out, not only do these zombies use tools, they're like 500-year-old, but they figured out how to, like, hotwire cars and fucking pull out spark plugs and shit, so they already fucked everybody's cars up, so there's no escaping that. Right. And we'll learn later on, they actually know how to use a table saw, too. I mean, they're pretty, like, updates on. The character development of the zombies in this movie is probably... Outside of Michael, the most fascinating thing. Yeah, these zombies had more personality than the people in this. It's very true. Yeah. So they run to uh, the, the villa, and they're banging on the doors. <laughs> Kathleen and Nicholas were ready to just lock them out. They're like, fuck, there's zombies out there. I saw the lights explode. Or just I mean, the paid house. That was the zombie alert. That's why the, zo- the light bulbs went off. 
Oh, right. Okay, that yeah. makes sense. And they were like, lock the doors, batten down the hatches, because fuck this shit. We're paid help. We don't want to be fucked. We're not invited to the orgy. We we don't want to get... They probably would be invited. To and the they're banging. Now. And then uh, Nicholas and uh, Kathleen are like, shit, we haven't been paid yet. Let them in. So they let them in. Uh, while this is going on, Evelyn and, uh, and uh, Michael... I, they're right, wind up in a room. They're trying to get in the house, too. And then some zombies stumble into the room. And, Mama, throw paint on them. And then she's like, yeah, it's a great idea. So she throws green paint. I didn't know paint was flammable. Right. So we'll mention here that when they walk in, you know, uh, the two couples, uh, George, no, not George, Mark, James, Leslie, and Janet. other girl, Janet. They're like, this must have been what the professor wanted to show us now that they're in safety and everything. And that's when we cut down below. And, of course, Michael and George, they're like, you know, having fun down below. Michael, George, and Evelyn, they're still having done fun down below. With well, the no, stuff. George has just been eaten. He's already been eaten? Yeah. He happened in the last scene? Yeah, this is when you were taking your piss break. Yeah. Oh, that's... Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, explains mm. that. Oh, they ripped his red shirt off and started right. eating. You know, this is good because these cans of whatever the fuck they were were just open in the foreground. It was just green paint. Green paint. And Kayla immediately noted that and she's like, wait, why are these people leaving paint cans open? In well, would it made better sense if there were some bottles of J&B? That is flammable. That is, yeah, I could have done some cocktails. Right. Oh, I bet Phil. She could have taken a swig off it. Went. Mm, don't let Phil out of this one. He's probably got so many stories of friends catching fire with JB. So Phil, go ahead and regale us with one of your tales of a friend catching on fire from JB or yourself. Yeah, yeah we can we can do that next time. That's fine. Next time, <laughs> you don't <laughs> lay a, a JB story on a guy out of the blue. You got to prepare I mean, for the those ones stuff. about fire. There's still the like, criminal charges pending. I can't really talk sense. about it. Oh, that makes perfect sense. So, I get, I get that. Yeah, was like, this like lacquer or like was it? What was this? Like, I thought it was a screen paint. That's what it looked like. It to was me. green paint. Is that like lead paint? Was flammable? That was it. They were going to slowly kill the zombies with lead poisoning. And it's like, Mama, set it on fire. And then she like, and she loves it. Like Evelyn is a straight up freak. Yeah, yeah. her and eyes light like, up when this when she right. she could have done that all day. Right, she was excited. I'm I'm just glad that we're all three on the same page there because I saw that her eye Kayla immediately said she's got huge eyes. Why are they so wide right now? Because her son that's her it's genetics. Her son's got huge eyes, so does she. Hmm. But it's not right. her son. Oh, that's right. Wait, it, <laughs> according to your theory. Maybe it's her it's her it's ah, I got even I got even more twisted thing. It's her father. <laughs> no, 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 that's no, I can't crazy. do that. I can't go down that avenue. No, oh it was God. already weird All enough right, when it was too far. biological. Yeah, please, not that far. All right, so she's she's just breathing in the fumes of these burning zombies and enjoying every second of it. She is like she's in the high elevation and really needs to suck in the few air molecules that are out there. She is huffing it hard. Everybody meets up in the parking lot, the driveway. The Nicholas and Kathleen let them in. I was so irked by this scene. Okay, 
They're barricading themselves in. They have. They don't have boards. They have fucking branches that they're hammering in. <laughs> what the fuck? Just get it, get an indoor fucking door and just put it up again. No, let's get some logs and like hammer them in to cover up the shutters. Like you said, no street smarts to these people at all. The, the intelligentsia. This is a this is a great movie about class warfare too. Because even though there's zombies out there, it's like Kathleen, make us some J and B. Yeah. And she's like, hey, there is no fucking, like, you know, class anymore. It's survival of the fittest right right now. I'm not serving your fucking asses, all right? You don't even know how to fucking barricade a shutter, putting a fucking log up on there. Uh, I imagine, Phil, you've seen a lot of different lockup scenes before. How does this rate on lockup scenes? Yeah, this is, uh, as far as home invasion type scenarios, this is probably one of the worst (laughs) you'll ever see. It's pretty terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is interesting that Kathleen like did have a tray of cocktails ser- serving people, the mostly the women, while the guys are hammering the branch in the window. You know, and, and it's weird. Like, why? Why wasn't she off work at that point? And then, and then she's like commanded to do things. It's it's some so it's some George Romero style social commentary. Yeah. That really is. Like, it doesn't matter if this is a life and death situation. You're the help. Right. You help. Candlelight, know your serve place. us the JB on the rocks. Fucking everything we ask of you, just go do it. Life or death situation, doesn't matter. Speaking of which, we got something for you to do now. There's a shutters upstairs that need to be closed. Chop, chop. God, this is a haunting scene. So, I mean, whoever's going to take it is going to take it. Okay. I'll take it. Okay. So Kathleen gets a candle out because the, the, we just saw that all the electricity got uh, shut off because of the zombies. I, I guess they like were, like I said, they're masters. Like they're like rewiring the fucking you know uh, fuse box and everything. Might as well be a modern zombie movie. They cut the fucking internet line. Right. They somehow put a foil dome over so they can't get phone signal. Right. They thought of everything. Everything. And so she notices, like, there's a upstairs shutters open. So she goes, I'll, I, I'm the help still. I'll shut these. Goes out there. Was Shokazugi, like, the weapon master of this movie? Because a zombie whips out, like, a fucking throwing spike. Perfect fucking Nolan Ryan throws that fucking, spins her hand to the shutter. And then they slowly, ever so slowly, you see, you see a scythe come into frame. It's slowly coming up, slowly coming up. And they just slowly cut through her neck and decapitate her. James notices there's no ice in his J&B, so he's pissed off. He's like, where the fuck is that Kathleen? So he rushes up there. He sees her bent over. I... Hold on, hold on. Before you yeah. even go that far. Okay. Where does this rank on the Giallo kills? Because... This is a fucking crazy one. Zombie throwing a spike through a hand. Very quickly, by the way, too. It's yeah. impossible. Yeah. No, Phil, please. Fill us in on I, these details. I don't like how Fill us zombie, in. How, the zombie is so slow that it can't, the, the, the scythe or whatever, like, they, you're right. It's like cutting through, like, butter. Like, they pull it so slow. But in order to generate the speed to throw that, that dart. Yeah. It's crazy and 
as far as kills, uh, this is probably in the movie the most memorable besides one other one in this movie. Right. Yeah. This was way up there for me. Like, when I was trying to remember anything from this movie, outside of Michael, it was this scene. (laughs) This was the scene that really stuck out because it's just like, when did zombies get the agility to fucking Peyton Manning a spike through a hand? And then they maybe were... they're just lazy. Maybe they can if they wanted to like pull themselves up by their bootstraps, they could actually do something. Oh, yeah, I think they were just like toying with these the humans. Like I think they could they could have walked and run and done all that. They're just kind of having fun with the whole thing because they're so they're like, how inept can we be and still kill all these people? Um, well, they maybe could. maybe you can help me out with this. Who's the parasite director guy? Parasite director. Yeah, the Korean guy. Korean guy. Oh um, gosh, yeah, uh, yeah, Kim. Yeah, Kim Jong Il. So, <laughs> Kim Jong Il. Everyone's fucking jerking off over his societal movies and everything, and the hierarchy of like where people are at. Yes. Maybe this movie was doing it too, because these are blue collar fucking uh, zombies going up against the highly educated, smart, yeah. wife tossing, fucking around. They would never. They wouldn't. Nail branches over the barricade. They put bro- they put uh, boards. They would put real boards. Yeah. They're smart people. They build a brick wall. To fill they work in the physical environment, not the metaphysical environment. They don't just trade fucking invisible numbers. They're not trading NFTs. No, they're working in real fucking things you put in your hands. And right. so, of course, the zombies have the one up on these guys. So what I'm learning at this point, if we put it in Griff, John Madden mode. That's what I'm seeing here. That fucking spike toss, like I said, Peyton Manning spiral, perfect spiral right through the hand. You can't... How do you draw that play up? You don't. It's pure instinct. It's pure instinct. All right, so she's... All all J, James... James? All James sees Kathleen bent over, and he's... I'll go He's ahead. He's like, this would make a great fucking penthouse forum. I'll fill you in here because I always watch all of our movies with closed captioning. I have bad hearing problems, apparently. I need to see things and read things to comprehend them for our notes. And constantly throughout this movie, eerie electronic music. Suddenly, this scene comes up where James, James. is walking up on Kathleen, Kathleen. the help. In her little maid's outfit where you've seen way too many, you know, pornographic yeah. nods. Sexy to. French maid outfit. Yeah. Exactly. And suddenly the music goes from creepy electronic music to funky fuck music. It said that in the closed captioning? I didn't know they could swear in captions. Yeah, they can. Funky fuck music. So when you hear funky fuck music, what do you do? You you fuck funkily. And so he's ready to go, and then he notices she doesn't have a head, and he thinks for a minute, I could probably fuck a headless person. And then he comes to a sense, it's like, no, I can't. Yeah. It's a sin. How many uh, Giallo movies do you think actually touched on this kind of topic, you know, fucking a headless corpse, uh, Phil? You, 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 he's dumbfounded. Oh, he's muted right now. Oh. I think he's gone. I had to take a piss. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till you hear what he has to say. I'll, I'll I, I know you were talking about Kathleen, Penthouse Forum. <laughs> made. 
I'm done. He's gonna go pee. Oh I'm my dumb, god! Dumb, I said if you guys can do it, I can. No, you definitely can. <laughs> I, was, I was dumbfounded by the question, which was oh, oh my god! So we're talking about this. <laughs> where, where, where James walks up on Kathleen headless, hanging over yeah, the windowsill. Was hot. And I always watch movies with closed captioning on. And suddenly the, because uh, uh, throughout this movie it says, uh, what is it, like, um, funky electronic music, or uh, yeah. creepy, eerie electronic music is what they said. And then for this scene, as James is approaching the body the, uh, that we know as a corpse, it says, funky fuck music. <laughs> so what we were asking is how often Giallo movies use a headless corpse as a fuck corpse. I mean, all the time. That's commonplace. Commonplace. Funk, okay. Funky fuck. Was it funky fuck music? Funky fuck music. They really <sighs> like their alliterative. So eerie, electronic, funky fuck. It's like horror porn. Yeah, it's kind of like huh. horror porn, but you know, you got to sell these movies. Porn wasn't as uh, prevalent as it is nowadays, so it's like, man, you got to give the audience a lot. And apparently, fucking a corpse is one of those things. It it happens all the time in Giallo. It's awesome. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm, I'm still dumbfounded by the question. <laughs> well, we got to say it to well, us. What happens? So. To, what happens to Kathleen? Uh, please no yeah, you can go ahead and take it you wouldn't be james disrespects her and just fucking hauls her throws her ass on the over and then the she's hanging by the spike and the zombies pull her down and they just start eating her why did he do that i it's really she's interesting not a zombie like a, you can't be a zombie if you're headless like, right why did it, he her? And they pull her it, in and then ba- like cover her up Again, it's an interesting piece on book knowledge versus street mo- street knowledge. Has he figured it out yet? If you're headless, you can't really resurrect. Is he just that inhumane where he looks at this person as second tier? And That's probably what it was yeah. exactly. And then um, I also thought the shot of the per the, the poor Kathleen. They did like a very close up of her supposed hand hanging from the nail, finally yeah, falling. Yeah, that was that was kind of cool. That was that was a good kill, but I mean, I still I don't understand James's logic. He just didn't. He just wanted. But did he want to feed the zombies? Yeah, I think it's one of those things. He he wanted to see what would happen. Okay. Okay. Well, cause do we know? Does he know at this time that zombies want to eat him? Maybe he's trying to see what they want. That might have been it. So you know exactly where we're at, right? Yeah. Because I'm gonna go pee now. We, a, this is a very hydrated episode. <laughs> we, oh. we, you have to drink a lot to get through this episode. <laughs> yeah, I just said Griff has a line of shots. He's on his seventh shot right now. <laughs> so yeah, he, he he dumps the body, mm-hmm. and then uh, and there they eat. They munch on her. We see get another scene of like the pig guts that they're eating, and poor these poor actors that have to like eat real pig guts. And then we see. Like I alluded to earlier, the zombies go to the tool shed and they just pull out every tool. One's got like a power drill, one's got 
a blowtorch, one's got a welding mask on, and they're ready to work. Like we said, they're, they're, they're representing the working class. We're, get, we're getting into some interesting theories about this movie. This is more than just a zombie movie. Eat your heart out, George Romero. Frank Drew White is really explaining the world to us right now. And so they start hacking at the door. And then James goes, I know what to do to these people. Get me my gun. And later on, they point out that there's an armory that they never go oh to. Oh, my God. What is that? <laughs> like, he's, first of all, he's firing the, he's up on this balcony, and Evelyn's handing him the, you know, the bullets or whatever. And she, one at a time. He's literally one at a time. time. Yeah. And, and he's, like, just doing target practice. I have to give him a little bit of credit because he is, he is braining the zombies. He's not shooting them in the chest and doing all this stupid shit. Yeah, he's learning. Yeah. He learns that that's what you need to do, and their heads explode with, like, firecrackers. But, and then <laughs> I like how he doesn't even know it's the last bullet. <laughs> She's like, that's all I got. And he's like, damn! <laughs> like, why didn't they ration? The, was that the only gun in why didn't they? Why didn't they check the armory is the question. The, the armory. <laughs> Probably <laughs> full of bullets, you know? They, they, they check the armory in about 30 minutes. Like, <laughs> it takes them a long time to get the armory. Yeah. And then we see another, we see the intelligence of these zombies that one climbs up like a pillar yeah. and then crawls over. Did we ever see the zombie again? He like crawls into the balcony. Yeah, I can explain that one. That, so I've watched this movie probably 50 times. <laughs> oh my God, why? <laughs> so this guy, the Spider-Man zombie that climbs up the pillar is the same zombie that we see later who, who takes care of one of our, one of our heroes. Oh, and then, okay. yeah, you'll, yeah. It's 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 kind of one of the it's pretty it's so inane what the writer or whatever director was doing that it, it all comes back around though. Okay. Yeah, you see him; he comes back. He comes back because if you remember the next scene is Leslie's checking on Janet's a bear trapped ankle. Yeah, and which... she says she needs the bandages, so she goes and walks through the castle alone looking for bandages, and that's right. where. Spider-Man's that's Spider-Man zombie she runs into. Oh, okay. That was my you know, favorite. I now. thought he was just outside. I didn't know he was on the balcony. Okay. Yeah, I guess that's the even though because Leslie goes downstairs, so you think she's going to the ground level, but I think that's still above ground. Yeah, we see we we get a shot of Janet's lightly bruised ankle that she's milking for all its worth. I can't do anything. I can't walk. And like, bitch, like this must have been the dullest bear trap or the, the thickest boots that, she, that anyone can have because it didn't do any damage Are to you her. Got, ankle. I mean, you tell me this is filmed in '81. They had '70s boots, probably. Did they make those boots to be able to withstand a bear trap? Was that something you ran into often? I've never stepped in a bear trap, believe it or not. Ever? No. I've never been around a place that had zombie problems, though. So. Oh, okay. That's got to be it. Because I, I just figured maybe you guys constantly walk into bear traps. So, like Phil said, Leslie is going on a bandage run, and she walks by a window. You never... This is the one window they didn't shutter. They're talking about all these shuttering these windows. Yeah. Zombie reaches in, grabs her by the hair, pulls her through. Somehow just being sliced on the side of the face by a pane of glass kills her. I will give them this. This was fucking creepy as shit, but the way they shot it 
didn't really help it. Was this the what did you you alluded to this film? Is this the zombie two shot you were alluding to? Yeah, this is the splinter. So if you've seen Zombie Two by uh, Lucio Fulci, there's this famous scene where he pulls the woman's eyeball onto a splinter of a door. And I think this is kind of the rip shot of that. That's basically pulls Leslie's hair by her hair and shreds her face in the gla- broken glass pane. It's it's a it's a pretty terrifying. I uh, want to yeah. I want to point out that that woman who died in Zombie Two played Candace in Murder Rock, one of our, our great uh, nice. uh, movies Candace reviews. Was great, I liked her. She was definitely an asshole, I- but. So I'm just going to assume that one of the pains slit her throat or something. I don't know how slicing your face is going to kill you. It, the makeup they did post this scene was all over the place. It was a fake face. It wasn't, a, it wasn't her, was it? It oh, looked no. like, it looked like a rubber head. When you zoom in, you could yeah. see it was like a rubbery face, which whatever, whatever. It was just the wounds that came out of it when they had Leslie again later. Because, come on, we know the rules by now. I'm not spoiling anything. She's going to resurrect. And she has like... A fucking cattle gun wound in her head. No, what, no, what, that makes sense because what happens is he grabbed her by the hair, so he yanked the hair out. But it he, was like here, not in the hairline. Well, he could have ripped off some of her scalp too as he's doing it. Okay, so that That's... was Spider Man. That was Spider Man Zombie. Okay, and if you recall, it, this this actually took me like a bunch of times to watch the movie. The zombie that pulls her head. Into the glass, just fall, unexplicit, inexplicably, just falls backwards. Yes, that's right. It was like he got his fucking rocks off by yeah. watching this woman die in the glass, and then he was just like, <gasps> "Yeah," because you figured he would have bitter face or something. Anything, hungry. the hunger, but he had other ul- ulterior motives. Okay. But the so, thing is, I think what they were trying to do is try to say that you know Leslie. I don't want to. I guess we'll. I don't want to ruin the flow of our of the show. But <laughs> there is no flow. No, the only flow is the only flow is us taking a piss yeah, yeah, every exactly. fifteen minutes. Right. taking. But I don't. I, I and for our British fans, we're literally taking the piss. We're not, we're they not didn't, figuratively. They didn't, count, they didn't want to account for that zombie being in the in the castle. So they were trying to imply that he fell off the balcony. So. Okay. That's what I think. They didn't. They didn't want people to say, well, "What happened to that zombie that killed Leslie?" Because he never. They never show up again. Oh, I think happening. I don't know, but yeah, he probably just. He yeah. I don't. I don't know. Well, we don't know what motor skills they completely retain because they quickly learn how to use tools again in this movie. So maybe he could have been like a management zombie. So he he's not as. I thought maybe they just went into the pussy fog. I mean, where does the pussy fog work with zombies, Murray? I don't think. Is that a conversation we'd be having with this movie? That would be... That's an interesting thing. Do we ever escape the pussy fog? Even in death, do we escape it? Or are we constantly, perpetually in the fog? I annoyed the hell out of Caleb because I was trying to hit her with that lesson. Like, what is this conversation he's trying to have with us here? Is that men never escape the pussy fog? I think it's true. Leslie, I mean... You can fight it, but you never escape it. Right. I mean, yeah. So can Can I just thank you... Uh, <laughs> yes, I actually used the pussy fog <laughs> at, to help my children understand <laughs> like why they're going insane because they're all teenagers. <laughs> I have three of these little suckers. And I explained to them, I said, you have to listen to the Excalibur episode. <laughs> 
and the Violent City episode, by the way. And the Violent City to understand the fog (laughs) that you're in. You can't see. I said, I'm going to buy you a fucking industrial fan (laughs) for Christmas so you can clear this shit out. Oh, my God. It was so helpful. And then it was shamed them so much. It was great. (laughs) It worked. Never let them near an episode with Nick Cage anywhere near it. Don't let those kids hear the peach eating that Murray does. They got to learn somehow. You got to learn how to satisfy a woman, girl. Hey, they'll figure it out on their own. You Just practice a... on a peach. That's all oh, you have to say. Jesus Christ. But uh, you know what? That warms my heart. Like, we're not doing this for nothing. Like We're really... I'm just happy that... I coined a term that everyone's ever always felt and always, but they didn't, they could, they didn't have the words to express. And I did that for the world. You're like the pioneer of diagnosis of autism, where everyone was like, "Oh my god, autism's everywhere." It's yeah, like, we yeah. just thought people were just like stupid, and like, yeah. no, it's autism. We've been living amongst it forever. You're the person who put that. You're yeah. a modern <laughs> Shakespeare. <laughs> yeah. Yes, all I get to say to the world is you're welcome. That's all. Where are we at in this movie? <laughs> we got a ways to go. We're in we the got... first 20 minutes of this movie. <laughs> yes. So uh, Janet limps into, still milking that ankle. I think she actually made Nicholas carry her to this room. To carry me? Yeah, there is a lot of carrying of her happening. And they're like in like a like a library or den or something. Yes, that's right. And then she, because uh, Nick is the butler. Yeah, yeah. So she's like, "Just leave me here. I would not be with your trash." <laughs> and so, go find my husband, a real man. Yeah, exactly. Go like... find my husband. So she's left alone. And then, of course, windows are open. Well, there's like French doors. They didn't even like cover those up. They're yeah. Like these... These the, doors with all these windows in them. And there's curtains blowing in the wind. Yeah, and so you can like, tell, like, everything is open here. Because, you know, why? Because they expect, they expect Kathleen and Nick to do all this work. Right. And it's a giant fucking house. You can't, you can't do it all with two people. Right. Especially exactly. when all you have are tree limbs. Exactly. So it, it's fucking getting spooky up in here. Because when curtains are blowing, zombies are flowing. And like every woman in a horror movie, instead of limping away she limps further into the room into a corner okay okay she did grab a trident but still why not get the fuck use the trident as a crutch and get the fuck out of there uh no she limps into a corner how many times does a trident come up in a giallo movie this is the only time wow there was one movie that it was called the trident killer but that was oh uh, okay oh Uh, eh. phil doesn't even realize that as a movie he hasn't seen, seen it yet. I haven't seen it. Oh, okay. I thought he was snubbing you. It's actually the gum. He actually kills people with trident gum. Trident gum. Spits it in their mouth. Yeah. And it Great Muda style. Gums up their throat and then they <laughs> die. Is that a uh, good... Should we Should we copyright that? Yeah, let's do it. Copywritten. All right, so she's cornered by these zombies that are... Apparently there's 50 million doors because they're coming in from different angles and... James finally arrives. We get a scene where they're just fighting the zombies. It's weak. Zombies are coming in the window. Everyone's screaming, or as the close caption said, moaning. Evelyn and Michael stumble in. Michael clinging to the bosom. Mama. And she's like, don't hurt my child. That's it. Her motherly instincts kick in. 
And that she, and also she's thinking about I need to keep this guy alive because I just lost George. I need to get paid. So she kicks in. Did you notice she you're asking my face, cat. Did you notice that she grabs like a machete and she's holding it the opposite way? She's like chopping with the back side of the machete. Oh shit. I didn't I did not notice that. No. Yeah. I will say on second watching, because I watched it like a week ago, I did a note, and then I watched it just again a few hours ago. I was like, she seems to be holding that wrong. Yeah. So that's backwards. funny that you notice that, yeah, she was holding it. And But she's such a frenzy. She still chops this. Like, there's hands coming through a window, and she chops well, the hands. We remember how she looked at the zombies on fire with those eyes just, like, bulging out of her face. Like right. this is this is her kink. This this Killing is corpse, another... chopping oh, corpses up. She's she's working these people, and then she's kicking. Griff, what's the what's this... the what's that fetish called? They're shrimping for toes. What's chopping up body parts? Oh, zombie body parts or human zombie body parts? Body parts, of Zom- course. Killing, chopping up human body parts would be a crime. That would be a crime. You're right, of course. Uh, so zo- chopping up zombie parts would be called, of course, uh, uh, petrophilia. Petrophilia. Okay. Because they're dead? Petro? That'd be necro. Well, necrophilia is fucking, of course, which is what James wanted to do with the maid. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get back to that. Yeah, we'll get on that. So then uh, we see how Michael's the most useless of all because a zombie's just slowly creeping on. Mama, save me. And then she just loses her mind. She's like, I haven't been paid yet. And she just <laughs> chops the head off of this fucking zombie. And then he rushes to her bosoms. And she's like, come with me, child. And they walk out of the room. And I I don't think we can do justice to this scene. So we're just going to get a little audio from the movie and let you hear what happens next. Mama, I can't stand it anymore. Please let me stay close to you, Mama. Oh, my poor darling. Can you forgive me for having brought you to this terrible place? Of course, Mama. Mama, I love you so much. I need to feel you near me. I need to touch you. When I was a baby, you always used to hold me to your breast. I loved your breast so much, Mama. Michael! (sighs) What's wrong? I'm your son! Michael! Okay, so yeah, that happened. All right, we're in the middle of a zombie attack, and he's finally going to make the below-the-belt move, the go-to-third-base move. That's third base, right? I don't know. I don't know my bases. Well, according to Pete Rose, you don't even stop at second base. You go straight to third base. Second base dive head first. to be... You dive head first like Pete Rose used to do. Exactly. Right. And you know what that meant, Murray? And this is how I know what it meant. Going right in that puss. So he, she's like, no, motherfucker, you ain't paying me enough for that shit. So she slaps the shit out of him, and he scampers off. 
I got I, I gotta admire the Italian dudes. We saw this in Demons too. Remember, strange guy and Liz, the daughter of the blind guy. He went straight for the puss too. So like these, these Italian guys do not play around. They're just like we're going all we're going we're doing a home run. Now we thought the I, I just really need to plug this storyline of the movie because we thought the zombies were really the bad guys here. But after this scene, he's groping at his mom's tits. He's telling her, take and she's me, okay with that. Take me, you know, into your womb, in your bosom, like you used to, like when you were a comforting mother. Take me. I want to crawl back into your womb. I think is right. What he said, yeah. and as we're watching him just smother his face in her, he's tits, motorboating her. Yeah, he's trying to motorboat her. She's, you know, kind of like pulling her chest away. He tells her, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm your son. <laughs> but like we said, this is their sick role play. I think this is just some sick middle-aged right. dwarf. It's easy to look at this movie and be like, oh, yeah, that's her weird son. No, this is a weird man who has never been able to get good sex in his life. So he paid for <laughs> very good money for a milfy figure to be his mommy, and also to be his mommy. Yeah, I bet you've never heard anyone anyone talk about Burial Ground this way. Everyone yeah. just thinks it's some incestuous sick shit. No, it's not. It's Phil, not that, have you ever heard of it thought. spoken this way? I mean, this come is, on. This is where this, this podcast is above all else, because this has never been explored this way. Everybody, you know, everybody wants to make fun of this movie, and they all want to laugh at it. Ha, ha, ha. But we're actually going above and beyond. I think we're taking so. this to another level. I mean... We have to put everything into the context of modern age and look at the owner of the Raiders. No one's fucking that guy. The Los Angeles, the Las Vegas Raiders. Look at that guy and tell me somebody is like. Well, that's a great motivator to make money. It's all guys who nobody wants to fuck. Do you think anyone wants to fuck Jeff Bezos? Jeff Bezos? No. uh, uh, Zuckerberg is the one. Because he's got. Well, no. Zuckerberg actually. looks like Data from fucking Next Generation. Yeah, he <laughs> is. He you is, know he puts on like 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 a human like a foundation because he's like pale white like Data. Yeah. he's an android. Oh my god, he's such an android. So yeah, oh, Elon up- Musk, all these repulsive billionaires. Robert Kraft just got married like yesterday. Yeah, one years old. His wife is like what, like twenty nine. Yeah, and she oh, loves him, Griff. She loves him. She loves him. Oh. I just saw. He met her at a massage parlor. I saw the yeah. pictures of Anna Nicole Smith marrying her 94 year old husband. Yeah, that was true love as well. True love. And look, never mind. Let's go on. <laughs> yeah, let's get <laughs> this fucking thing all over with. No more With the aftermath of this, this little, uh, uh, you know, uh, fight that they have, Michael. He's walks. They they cut to Michael like leaving the scene, and he's like totally fine. So I think that actually supports your theory because mm-hmm. he's just like he's. There's no acting necessary anymore. Yeah, yeah I think I you're know. right. Yeah, he's like maybe he's Leslie fine. will give me what I need. Yeah, he's thinking I'll go get score myself a juice box and maybe I'll find one of those other fucking sluts around. Yeah, and here's a yeah. Here's another thing. He notice he sees Leslie like passed out. He's like the roofies that put in the G and B worked. So he's been working all three ladies in here oh, yeah. the whole night. Because oh, he's yeah. like, you know what? He I... plays the innocent 10-year-old, but he's a sick, demented adult. This is how all the fucking billionaires do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll pay for this one thing, but I'll get these two benefits on the side. And right. his two benefits, Leslie 
and Janet. Janet. Damn it, Janet. Damn it, Janet. So he's like, Leslie, are you hurt? And then she's coming too. Yeah. You know, she's zombified now. She's got a giant fucking like notch in her head. Yeah. Are you okay? A couple cuts on the slide side of the face that killed her, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. And then he, I think they just cut away. He like goes, he walks up towards her and they cut away. So now Evelyn is like, fuck, I really need that money. My rent's due. I, we got to find Michael. So she goes wait, looking. Can, wait, well, hold on one second. Hold on. I can insert. Oh, of course you, you absolutely can. can. So the, the zo- they cut back to the zombies, like hacking at the door. And then Mark, my, my man Mark, corduroy boy. Is this when the zombies actually had like Jennifer hand Mark. tools, axes, yes, and everything? They're, they're, okay. Yes, and then they get a battering ram. Remember? They, they yeah. yeah. Later on, they get right. the battering ram. Like, I, that's what I was trying to remember. And then Mark is like, he says both the dumbest thing and the smartest thing. All <laughs> yes. Says, Mark goes, let them come in. Maybe it's something in the house they want, not us. Okay. That's idiotic. <laughs> yeah. He fool. also like, does say. The door, but then he says, right. He goes, I got an idea. We'll let them inside. We can keep out of their reach. They're all so slow. Yes. He's right about that. Like, right. why is, like, how come they can't just run around them? I, I mean, it's a good question. Cause he's Mark is both fuck. stupid and brilliant. All in one right. state. Right. Much like oh. John Gray. Uh, it's because he's got book smarts and not street yeah. smarts. So Evelyn is like, I have to find Michael. My rent is due. So she runs out. She sees that pool of blood that Leslie was in the, laying in. They're like in a bathroom. Well, no. Or first no, she just sees window. by the window. Yeah, yeah she and, follows the trail. And she's like, Michael opens up the door. We see <laughs> Leslie going to town on Michael's arm. She ripped it off. And she is... Oscar for this woman. She's just chewing, gnawing on this arm. Oh, absolutely. She's like, Michael! This is where the woman who's doing the voiceover is going out of fucking control. Absolutely. Because she just like, you, now you kill him. Because she's pissed off because she's like, fuck, I put all this work into this first George and now Michael and I get bupkis. I get nothing. <laughs> I might be out on the streets. My furniture might be on the street corner right now because I haven't paid my fucking rent in two months. So she loses her fucking shit and just starts slamming. She doesn't even know if Leslie's a zombie at this time. She's in, she's in some her own whatever, whatever that uh, fetish you said. Petrophilia? I, I said petrophilia. Yeah. So she starts slamming Leslie's head into the bathtub. Yeah, and it's just like paint, goo, yeah, yeah gray and paint and blood are coming out of the back of her head. She's just freshly killed. Why would she have gray fucking shit in her? Yeah, I don't. It was it was intense. I was also worried that we were going to see Mike use the arm she supposedly ripped off and ate. Yeah. I was waiting for that scene where, because it was his left arm that, that she supposedly That would be great. Ate. She likes beat Leslie with Michael's arm? I honestly thought that's what she was about to do. No. But anyway, so she, yeah, she's bashing his head off. James walks in. He's like, what? That's my girlfriend. What are you doing? You know, and, and she's like, hey, she, he was, she was a zombie. So he yeah. forgives her. So this, I think this is where they finally go, hey, remember there was an armory with tons of weapons that we haven't been using? Mike Nicholas. Go get it. Once again, classism just 
falls into place. Right, classism. Know your place, Michael. And we go outside and all the unionized blue-collared zombie workers are out there. And just like I prefaced, they've got a battering ram for that front door. This is great. I love the zombies in this movie. I'm cheering for the zombies. Right. And they burst in, and like, like, uh, like, what's the fuck is name? Mark says they're slow as fuck. So the, our heroes have enough time. There's like this this doorway, this hidden doorway in the stairwell that they hide in, and they wait for like two minutes, and then they come out because the zombies walk past them, and that's where they say like Nick, go to the armory. We're gonna go get like the TV or whatever, you know, the essentials, the J and B, and. Uh, Nick runs into Professor Ayers, Professor Rubin. And Rubin makes a Rubin out of fucking Nicholas because he just goes right for his throat. This lets him. He's like, he, he, like he said, he knows his place, unfortunately. Nicholas is like, I'm a servant. I'm here to serve. That's right. So Professor Rubin just bites into his throat and then starts going into the guts. Of course, Chief. Go for it. Because you can see this was a pre-Return of the Living Dead zombie movie because they don't eat brains. They eat guts in this movie. Does that happen a lot? Where they eat guts instead of brains? I thought yeah, they Brains was a Return brain. of the Living Dead thing. That they coined. Yeah. So. Oh. Until then, it was always about the guts. Yeah. And the butts. Guts and the butts. What, what happened to the swords? In the like, they, they had no weapons. Like I know they are going to the armory, but they already had, like, Spears and swords, like they had nothing. Phil, he said it. Griff said it perfectly. No street sense. They're just no, like no street smarts. Right? They're like, ugh. This is what dirty people use weapons. That's true. Gotcha. Gotcha. Let's let them in. Let's hide in a closet together. Talk am- loudly amongst ourselves. You know, and the most inconsistent. You know what, Murray? Uh, to harken it back to our action movies, let's just hide on the rooftops and stay there. With no other escape. I was waiting for that, yeah. Yeah, or the docks or something. No, so they they, they run in and they see Professor Rubin eating uh, Nicholas. And they go, sucks to be him. Let's get the fuck out of here. So they take off. And the sun is rising. The night of terror is almost over. But the day of terror has just begun. Because as they're walking, they see... Uh, they hide out in a shack first. Get, get a couple... Uh, Get forty winks, get a nap. Yeah. Except for James, who's like, boo! Like he has to like scare them while they're fucking like trying to get some sleep. <laughs> He's like, well, I can't sleep. Nobody's gonna sleep. Right. So they're like, oh, hey, I see a monk over there. Let's, let's go to that monastery. Maybe they'll be able to help. Maybe they'll have a phone. Fucking monastery's gonna have a phone. Okay. So they go to the monastery, and it's like deserted. And they walk in. And they're they're just they're rummaging through the place, and James stumbles into this room we see the monks and they're all bowing their head and he just assumes they're doing their daily meditation that's gotta be it i'm so sorry to interrupt y'all it's just there's hell up on earth over there and i want you guys to be aware of it and maybe we can all survive this together but then he continues to leer in on the faces and they slowly start to lift their chin at him right and my God, they're zombies. Of course. Mm-hmm. Was there any Bella Lugosi's or anything in there? No. These were just like human looking. They were kind of just gray paint. They were fresh kills, I think. Oh, fresh kills. Yeah. Okay. 
So they grab James and go, you're on the menu tonight, James. And they just start going to town, ripping him apart. Finger painting his face. Finger painting his face. That's true. Yeah, it looked like one of the paintings out of Glimmer Man on his face. Thick figures and yeah, we never. Yeah, was was the was the family man killer a zombie? We never got to that. I well, we never really got to understood who the family man killer really <laughs> was in that movie. I think it was Maynard G. Krebs. What we learned about Christopher Maynard uh, Robbins was yeah. that he wasn't. He did like a couple kills, but he didn't do the kills. Yeah, because those were the sensei killed him. Yeah. Go listen to the Glimmer Man episode. It's much better than Burial Ground could ever be. So. We're in the home stretch, people. Don't worry about it. So, uh, uh, Evelyn, catatonic. Janet, useless, still can't walk. Mark's carrying both of them. Walks in on the room. They see uh, James being eaten. They hightail it out of there. They get slowly followed by the monks. Right. They find they stumble on a wood shop somewhere. Yes, it's uh, it's like a marble craftsman's a model builder. It's a model builder's workshop. Model builder, yes, that's exact. Yeah, I hated this because they. It's a locked gate in one of those cartoon locks. Locked metal gate. Yeah, Yeah, locked metal gate. So they locked themselves in because, of course, the lock was in the gate itself. So they had the key. Um, and then they find a big structure, and they're like, "Oh, push that in front." But even the Foley artist Murray, you would never do this into a peach. I know that. Is pushing this arc like the structure in front of the door, and you hear greasy wheels moving. All I heard was celery being ground up. As the fucking structure, it's supposed to be a few hundred pounds to block the door, and you just hear celery crunching. Yeah. What the fuck was with that? Come on, Natalia. Let's let's. Think about this. Really get people into it. As your fucking cat, a... is, your cat is your Chris cat is trying to pull my earphones out. It's like <laughs> I've had enough of this shit. <laughs> All right. Oh, we're so close. We're so so close. we're in the wood shop and uh a zo- there's like there's like a fucking Dracula castle steps that go up to this door. Yeah. And we see a zombie stagger out. Mark struggles with it, throws him off in slow motion. We get a nice stunt in the movie i'm sure phil knows this whole ending for us phil we're tired we're both gonna go pee at the same time we're gonna go play swords why don't you take it from here mark, mark uh beats the zombie around that chest with a like a table leg and of course he hits it in like the shoulder and, <laughs> and he still hasn't figured out that you kill him yeah, by hitting him in the head, head. yeah, yeah. Like uh, you know, Mark, it's it's, yeah. it's. I think it's really interesting that Mark and Janet and and Evelyn are the ones left. Even I mean, Evelyn can make it, but but those two are the most useless. But anyway, so he eventually does that judo flip and throws a zombie off, and then um, then we get the probably the second best part of the movie because we see uh, Michael reappears. Yeah, and he grew an, he grew an arm. His arm is back. Yeah, it is. Arm is back. So he comes through the same door as the zombie. They go down, I guess, the flight of stairs. They see the zombies coming into the gate. They completely, you know, lock themselves into a corner. And uh, then we see Michael appear, and he he looks fine, except his 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 bug eyes. But he always looks like that in his coma. Yeah, yeah, he looks uh, like he's been hitting the drugs pretty hard that night or something. You know, been hitting the hitting the molly. 
Molly, yeah. He's been he's been dancing and clubbing all night long like a fucking forty eight year old. Right. Uh, That's why he's got the dark circles around his eyes. That's it. He hasn't slept all night. And Evelyn just she's so overjoyed at her, you know, uh client. Her meal ticket. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, gotta get her meal ticket she's like thinking about all the money they're gonna get all sweaty and roll in the bed with all the lira in the, in the bed and so uh, yeah she goes to the top of the steps and embraces Michael who's not speaking and uh, um, you know she's like oh Michael you're back oh you're back and then Mark's like no Evelyn don't touch it it's a zombie even in his zombie state He's just, she, Evelyn is telling him, look me, look me in my eyes, my giant brown eyes. He's looking at a brown eye, but it's not her eyeballs. Her asshole? What are you talking about? It's her asshole. He's staring into the abyss, and the abyss is staring right back at him. Yeah, so Evelyn, uh, I actually transcribed this, um... <laughs> of course you do. I transcribed it. So he holds she holds Michael in her arms and says, You came back to me. You came back to me, didn't you? Oh darling, I'm so happy. Oh Michael, oh darling, oh dearest. Oh you're here. We'll never leave each other again. Oh darling, always together. And then Michael he pulls his head back and guess what he's locked in on? Like he's locked his targets in on them boobies. <sighs> One less motorboat. I'll give oh, him this. That's craving that shit. That's like ten year old motivation right there. Tunnel vision for the nipple. Nipple vision. Yeah. And then he pulls down her blouse. She's you know, she's got that loose blouse. No bra, of course, it's nineteen eighty. Um and then just pulls her blouse down and goes in for a little suck suck. <laughs> Yep. And she's she's into it. She's like, "Oh yes, darling, right, just like when you were a baby." Go ahead, darling. I know you want to. How can I never miss you if you're never gone? Her baby boy was gone. Her meal wheel, meal wheel, meal ticket, meal ticket was gone for a few hours. But she thought it was going to be the rest of her life when it came, quote unquote, back to her. She was like, "Yes, that's why it's not her son." And we have completely discovered the plot of right. Briograph. We've deciphered the pe- the petroglyph, petroglyph, petroglyph of this movie <laughs> that it's not what it seems. It's not what it seems. This is perfectly normal role playing, sexual role playing with two consenting adults. Exactly. Money is involved, but <laughs> hey, that's okay. She doesn't seem to be in any kind of agony other than no, having they're to, two consenting adults consenting other than the fact that she has the stomach to deal with well other than the fact that he bites her nipple off oh oh yeah this is a scene we all if you ever heard of this movie this is the scene this is the reason we're doing this fucking movie he bites her nipple off and just apparently nipples are real chewy because he just starts chewing the fuck out of it she screams in pain yeah falls down that's when then, okay. These zombies couldn't knock down a fucking wooden door, but no. they break down a, a metal, metal gate, yeah, with a five hundred pound sculpture in front of it. Supposedly, burst in. You heard the celery crackling. I heard the celery bust in, and then they start to run. George shows up. Yeah, <laughs> he starts biting on Evelyn too. He's like, "I'm hey, went in Rome, no pun intended. Went in Rome, starts chewing on her other tit." Mamma mia! 
That's what he said, yeah. <laughs> and, and Vinny shows up. I mean, it's crazy. And like, they're all they're all just munching. They surround everybody. Like I said, these are like Etruscans, but they're they're so innately blue collar. They figure out how to operate a fucking table saw. They turn so it good. on. This is so good. We see. I I felt kind of gypped that we never got to see Michael's head, or not Michael, but uh, our Mark's head in the table saw. They just tease you with. We're that. pretty much working into the absolute conclusion here. So yeah. Phil, go ahead and summate the feelings of this conclusion here, because yeah. we have a lot of teasing. Yeah, I mean, Mark is uh, being held closer and closer to that saw. Janet does what she does best and collapses in a corner. Yes, and Dust is screaming. And uh, yeah, we never get to see Mark. Get his head sawed in half, no. but we'll just we'll just dream about it. But so uh, it happened, yeah, Janet yeah. just just standing there and and or leaning into the uh, wall, and zombie hands surround her face and freeze frame. Again, the movie is over, but they I don't, liked it. They don't end it just that way. They actually give us some wisdom. The earth yeah. shall tremble, graves shall open, they shall come among the living as messengers of death and there shall be the nicks of terror now of course it's the prophecy of the black spider we all know that well known. and i like i liked i like a bleak ending i think that's what a horror movie should end because it's the horror you're supposed to be horrified so yeah. i liked that everyone loses in the end because that's life people I, that's the ultimately the one thing neither one of us rich or poor escape is death group. yeah book and smart, that's what andrea bianchi is trying to teach us book smart street smart we all die the same way right yeah being eaten alive phil how are you going out it's it's just satisfying the whole movie because we hate all these characters and they all die and yeah. uh, we're all better for it we are we're all winners okay i agree yeah. with this i think yeah, we the are fighter said so I, I believe in the black spider here. I believe they all deserve to die. I didn't like any of these characters on a level that was like, I would like to go full Obama and have a beer with them. I could have a, a night of terror with Evelyn and uh, Leslie. Well, yeah, you could. Of course you could. Yeah, a little J&B lubricate situation. Right, exactly. You get the WD-10 out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Was right. this is hour number three we're in? We're on eight hours now. Eight hours? Yeah. We'll have to break this into so, two episodes. So welcome to your evening or morning, which, whichever way you started this Well, it's episode. it's evening. It's the morning because as soon as it drops, people listen immediately. Okay. How's Timberley Stadium doing? Timberley Stadium is still selling out. Yeah. What do you guys serve there? Uh, peaches and celery. <laughs> Bloody, we have blood. Well, it's, it's in the morning for them, I think, isn't it? Wouldn't it be? They're ahead of us, so they're, they're they, they need their Bloody Marys. They're five hours. Well, deep. yeah, but they they let it sit for a while. They like nobody's gonna for be like up at three, three in the morning listening yeah. to our show. Yeah. Okay, I want to just thank our our buddy Phil the Glass. Thanks, I'm Phil. glad that uh, I I taught your kids a lesson in life. I, I I'm flattered that you're 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 spreading the word of the fog and the dangers of it. I I no I you're the one that needs to be thanked so thank you. You're right, but this, this show is doing again. It's doing a public service, and I think people need to if you want, if you listen to all of it in totality, you're we'll all be better people. Hmm. I couldn't agree with you more. The true service is we're not doing it for anybody. We're just doing these as throw about. We're like uh, 
the ticket grabs you do at the deli or anything, you know, we're just out there to give you these. What if what we're doing lessons. is it's called paying it forward? Paying it forward. I learned that from Haley Joel Osmond. Osmond, yeah. Was he in that movie? I think sure. so. I never saw it. Kevin Spacey. Oh my god. Oh, it's Kevin Spacey. Oh, yeah. oh, never mind. We yeah. can't. Never mind. We can't talk about that movie. Speaking of people molesting children. Oh, Jesus Christ. No, no, no. I, I don't want Kevin Spacey to come after me. No, don't lead with that. No, we got we got a lot. I, I'm sorry we're going to have to drag this out some more because I have a lot of uh, announcements to make. First of all, thank okay. you, uh, Phil. Phil. Well, we're going to have you back for a cop in the field because we really, really got to get to know you. And we, there's no way to know somebody better than Never. a cop in a field. Episode. Never a better way. Because cops can stop and frisk, right? And that's and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna frisk your feelings. Yeah, that's what we need to do. We need a frisk. Feelings. You were a Matt Houston guy, was that what you wanted? Matt, Matt Houston is the yeah the episode okay. with Chuck Connors is is one of the best things that's Ooh. ever been on television. Chuck Connors from Maniac Killer. Maniac. Yeah, I can't wait to fucking go over that. But we got enough. Let's get to the announcements first off. We're killing it on YouTube. Griff is fine. Who knew? You put stuff off and people will listen to it, Griff. Hey, I should know this because I'm a big John... DeHart? No, the uh, the guy my mom's into. Costner? Kevin Costner? John Kevin Costner fan. Um, and, of course, he said with Feel the Dreams, if you build it, they will come. And I built up all of our library of yes YouTube. griff has finally caught up with all our recent apps not all our episodes there's probably god i think there's like a hundred more still left there's to put up. like 150 plus episodes to go but up. uh just this morning we got our two thousand subscriber so uh in honor of that we're gonna try to get and since it's october schlocktober we're gonna try to get up all our older schlocktober episodes we got stuff like texas chainsaw massacre 2 silent rage with our buddy stewart oh yeah uh we got all very disappointed we got the paul lind halloween special i think that was taffy's debut on our show that might have been taffy's debut we got uh we got a lot of shit even i don't even remember return of living dead we got yeah so if you don't listen i mean you can of course you can always listen to these episodes not to mention like the five and a half episodes that mike was on because he yeah howling 2 with red brown which oh. I think we got to listen to that. I wouldn't be surprised if we shit on Red Brown on his first episode. I think we were kind of dicks to him. And then, we, then when we saw some more Red Brown movies, we saw the genius. Yeah, as Red I'm Brown. really interested to see how we felt about Red Brown, actually. Yeah. yeah, you got me kind of thinking about that now. So look for those. If you're listening to this episode on YouTube, look for those yeah. uh, episodes coming up this month. They, they'll be coming up. Also, I, uh, I t- we, 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 every Thanksgiving, we. We let you, the fans, because we're the only we're the only podcast that cares about our fans. Hopefully, we let fans on the show. Hopefully, Phil participated since we got him on the hook here. Phil, did you vote? I did. Thank you. This, and it, it ended exactly the way I wanted it to, Griff. It was neck and neck till the end because we. Well, Murray, we had three people, and there's no uh, aside from service. We didn't do like a. What do you mean neck and neck? Neck and neck and just. Two next. Well, one nobody gave Van, a shit about. I'm talking and Van Damme, right? Yeah, nobody cares about longer, and so oh, okay, nobody, so I was talking about the people cared about. Oh, good. Yeah, because every Thanksgiving we let you we pick four movies and we let you guys decide which movie we're going to do, and we topped it this year because we're going first we're going to let you decide which star. Nice. And so we said we gave you three stars. We're going to do one of their straight to DVD movies. You got your choices: or Steven Seagal, JCVD, Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren was out of it from the get-go. Good. 
Yes, I, I was not looking forward to doing a Dolph. I want. I've always said I want to like Dolph Lundgren, but he has no charisma at all. What, what's your feelings on Dolph Lundgren, uh, Phil? Yeah, I mean, I just it's Rocky Four, and that's it. You know, I don't. There you go. There you go. Right there. All right. Well, he. Oh, well, you don't like He Man? Come on. <laughs> By the way, that's another old episode we'll be posting on YouTube sometime in the future. Is it already up there? I don't think it is. Oh. It might be. I don't know. I don't think any of our like our first year is up. I there. thought it was. Anyways, so you it, it, like up until literally the last hour, it was back and forth. Seagal, Van Dam, Van Dam, Seagal, and I. And then it looked like it was going to be sens- another sensational Thanksgiving, but no. Oh. In the last hour, by one vote, Jean-Claude Van Damme pulled away. So we'll be doing a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie for Thanksgiving. Um, since we have Phil here, I want to know which way should we go? Should we go like late 90s, early 2000s straight DVD? Or should we go some of the other movies that are in my bank of uh, Van Damme? So I voted for Van Damme, so I feel like my nice. vote counted. Good. Yeah, it does. It doesn't, I know it doesn't count in the U.S. elections, but right. I don't say that much. But I, this is like makes me feel like democracy is working. So I'm yes. so happy about that. Um, yeah. I don't know. Some of the Van Damme directive, they're boring. Like, you got to be careful. You got to find a good one. I, I, I'm trying to think. Well, hey, give me, like I said, send me some yeah. suggestions because we don't, we don't know this world at all. I have no... <sighs> His straight is straight to DVD for the past twenty yeah, years. Yeah, no, the straight to DVD. I don't know, yeah. but Phil seems to be leaning in the way of the earlier '90s stuff, yeah. which I still know. No, we're not doing. A, we're not doing a motion one that was released by the theaters. We're doing straight to DVD. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm that sorry, was Phil. that was the that was the thing. Yeah, no, no, no DVD one. We're doing so the really bad. No quest. Claude. No quest. Yeah, they, they just don't have a sense of humor like the, a lot of the ones that. He did on Remember, Griff, a lot of the Universal Soldier movies went straight to DVD. So that we could have a yeah. Universal Soldier movie up. That's going to be interesting. Yeah, because so when Halloween oh, is finished, we will go through, we'll pick four movies, we'll post it, we'll put a poll up again, and then whatever you guys decide will be the movie we're doing for Thanksgiving. We'll, we'll put them up with the sentence describer, too. Oh, of course, yeah. Because we actually do try to... <laughs> Make sure these movies are actually going to be Golden Globus. Yeah, that's the way we've always told you. We run into issues. We're like, this sounds great. And then we watch it. We're like, oh, my God, this is shit. Yeah. But we already promised Seagal to do Seagal has really failed us Well, Seagal, times. you don't want to do any Seagal from the past 10 years. When he's got the, the, the uh, donut, donut OT, yeah. that's when it's just him phoning it in for 10 minutes, and he has a bunch of young people doing all the action. Yeah. So, no. I think Jean-Claude can actually still do his own stunts, yes. can he? So, all right, Halloween. The we saved the the best for last. This I might not be the best movie, but it's the strangest fucking movie. Yes, from the mind of Dario Argento, we got ourselves a teenage Jennifer Connelly talking to insects. We got Donald Pleasance cashing a paycheck, just sitting in a wheelchair. We got mutant children. We got inappropriate uh, Iron Maiden music that's just piped in randomly. Oh, we and good. most importantly, Griff, we have a chimpanzee wielding a straight razor. Yes, 100%. of course. I'm talking about Dario Gento's phenomena. Oh, that's so and not great. only that, we're gonna have a special surprise guest 
next week too. A guy that it's hard to get this guy. This guy is in demand, especially this time of year. Well, he's huge. He started his own TV network. Right. So look for that next week. Dario Gentles Phenomena. Thank you, Phil. We'll hope to have you back soon. And as always, keep it incestuous. What's wrong? I'm your son. Michael!